Don't eat your gubbies. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. They look so good. Bowling is a vicious game. It's fucking embarrassing! I have a non-gay explanation, but it's all right. We're rolling in anyways. Just like every Tuesday, we cannot be stopped. Coming in on January 24th this time, 2023. And uh, it's me, Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. And me, Dame DeLorean. And the wolf cub on my lap, which I have forgotten to reintroduce him episode after episode. Yeah, you know. He's just, here. Just kind of the given accessory. Forget he's there. He's so uh, laid back. Yeah. He's very chill. Passed out yet again. That's the way to be passed out. I wish <laughs> I could spend my entire January passed out, to be frank about it. That would be nice. Always thought if I had like a genie wish to grab or something, or like a, a deal to make, the deal would be hibernate. From the day after Christmas, because, you know, screw New Year's, right? New Year's isn't even that great. Day after Christmas, fall asleep, wake up, like, February 1st, and then uh, in exchange for all of that sleep, you could bank that for the rest of the year, and then you only need to sleep, like, five hours a night the rest of the Oh. That would be my bargain, if I could make one. I like that. It's kind of a lot of points to it, though. Yeah. Well, Quite the bargain you're trying to make. My lawyer's just still working out the details. <laughs> oh, You worked out the details in our garage this weekend. <laughs> I did. I tried. It's like a whole new home. It's like, I don't it's know. It's awesome. It's more and less usable than ever at the same time. We got a bunch of the piles of crap out of there, so now everything is like on a shelf or off the floor or, you know, some kind of stored away. But then the vehicles take up so much room, it's not like you can really... We'd, do more things in there, but... Yeah, there's no dance floor in our garage. We got the extra freezer rocking, so at least there's a nice workable, clear path to that into the tools now. Like, I can find any of my tools without having to dig. So that's nice, I guess. Yeah, it's been awesome. I have a nice, neat shelving unit for all of my washer and dryer necessities. There you go. I love it. The little laundromat. Before, they are just kind of piled or... There's that little uh, shelf kind of on the wall. It's, it's like the, the, the foundation, foundation comes edge, in. yeah. Yeah, and I was <coughs> stacking things on there Yeah, the whole time we've been here. No more. No. I have a proper shelf. I've action. got a proper shelf. Excellent. Life-changing. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what I'd do with like an adult garage. 
It feels nice. It does feel nice. We're going to do a lot, I think. It does feel nice. It's helping with uh, some of the 3D prints because often I need tools or sandpaper or all the kind of crap that I keep in my tool chest. And now you know just where they are. That's right. I do. And you don't have to trip over laundry and stuff to get to them. There's I, no laundry pile anymore. Yeah, it's all uh, it's all coming together. It's all coming <laughs> together. Been cleaning out the garage, rearranging the, the studio, trying to make some kind of a live music setup happen. So, I don't know. I'm kind of like 20% done on that. I really need to figure out how we're going to run the soundboard, hook everything up into it, and then... Connect that old soundboard to the to the Motu. I well, think, I think that's the way I'm going to go with it. But those are problems to solve this week. That's right. <laughs> yeah, they're on the to do list. The infamous to do list. I did crank out some prints though. I got the cable chains all printed out. So now the um, the cables that are connecting everything to everything else on the 3D printer. Uh, one goes to the step motor that uh, controls the Z. Up and down, the Z position. And the other one it goes to like the table bed. It's like connected into the table bed. And so before they were just kind of, they weren't even fished through there, right? They were like wrapped around in the wrong direction. Because when you get an Ender uh, 3D printer like I did, of the Ender 3 Pro from uh, Creality, and when you get it and you pull out the instructions on how to put it together, it shows pictures and stuff, but like they've taken out the cords. So mm. there's no illustration of the cords and where they are supposed to be. And I didn't watch a video on how to put it together. I just read the instructions. I prefer the paper instructions. I just like to look at the paper instructions that come with whatever I'm putting together and use that. That's what I've always used my whole life for everything I've put together. But uh, the ones that come with the Ender... It's just, they leave a little bit uh, to the imagination. You kind of have to be like, oh, okay, so I'll snake it around this way, I guess. And then you don't really find out until you're printing something. Oh, that's not yeah, where it goes. It always felt really inconvenient. I always have to, like, place the cable just right so that it wouldn't, like, hit the print or hit the scrolly uh, wheels, the, 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 I don't know, the spring adjusters. I guess they are. I don't know the technical term for any of this shit, but I would just place it. Like, so I knew it wouldn't get too much in the way. And then when I saw pictures of other people's setups, I'd be like, hey, that looks way more convenient. <clears throat> What's the deal there? And it wasn't until I was at Micro Center this last time. <clears throat> so, um, he mentioned that uh, the cable chain was a good call. <clears throat> so, of course, I look one up. The cable chain. A chain for the <clears throat> cables. They look nice. They look really cool. Like a spine. Yeah, it does. It looks like uh, some kind of futuristic bullshit. It looks like the back of Lady Sotsky's outfit. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so that's keeping the chains, or the cables, I should say. It's keeping the cables protected and placed correctly, nice and organized. And it kind of anchors it to the frame as well. So there's just only so many places that cable can move to now. It's just super cool. I had the top half of my enclosure all made because I'm also putting together a uh, enclosure as suggested by uh, someone on NOS who has been following some of the prints I've shared. And, um, it was really early on. They said, hey, you should think about making an enclosure for that thing. And I looked into the um, 
enclosure using a lac table from Ikea. It's like the cheap black $10 square table that they have. That's um, just the perfect dimensions for surrounding one of these smaller 3D printers. So we've got our Epson printer underneath and then two of these lac tables, one stacked on top of each other. And then you 3D print out like corner pieces and leg extenders and different things to kind of hold the enclosure. I mean, there's only a couple of steps I have left to do. So what I had was this LED strip for lighting inside of that enclosure so I could see the print really nice and bright lit up going on. And the problem with that is I didn't really plan on angled connectors. I just kind of stuck it and bent it at each corner. And I made sort of a square spiral out of this light strip. And the problem is it's just not <laughs> designed to only have parts of your LED strip sticking flat while the other parts are kind of curved up. Mm. And uh, somebody else pointed out to me, hey, dumbass, they sell these angle connectors. You might want to get some. <laughs> I did get some from Menards, but uh turns out the kind I got was just a positive and negative, and I have four strips. I need four um connections basically a red green and a blue and a positive oh so that's what just came cool uh, they just delivered right before the bowl right before we started here right while i was trying to handle some other stuff as well they delivered my angled connectors so maybe tomorrow that's what i do sweet put those lights back together and and put the top of the enclosure back on and then i'll be able to cut my plexiglass and actually make the plexiglass walls for it it looked really cool, the way you had jerry-rigged it together before. I knew it was not going to last, and the only thing I didn't know is how how poorly it would actually turn out. It was already, by the second day, kind of peeling itself off the, the ceiling, so. Oof. Yeah. I was like, uh, oh, I'll deal with that eventually. I knew I'd have to fuck with it. <laughs> I just didn't know that it would be immediately. Here we are. Yep. Good to know. You live and you learn. That's right. Unfortunately or fortunately. Depending on your perspective, I guess. It's good to learn. but uh, Learning is essential. Learning the hard way is always just a pain in the ass. It's the only way I learn, though. Yeah. I don't think I've ever learned anything the easy way, looking back on it. You have to do things to learn them fully. Yeah. And that requires making mistakes. To truly fuck something up. Yeah. <laughs> in order to make it great. The other thing that... What's truly fucked up is the way that this enclosure is built, there's not enough space at the top, really, to hold the, um, there's a, there's a peg that holds your filament reel, and it's just on this peg, so there's no resistance when the printer's pulling in the filament. Well, I gotta take that off. I, I had to unscrew it in order to get the top on the enclosure. And so, there is a print for a spool holder that just spins along it's supposed to really spin freely and hold the spool and be kind of the stand-in since you don't have that peg to to lay the, the the rack on or the spool on the problem is that all the parts are plastic on plastic and so it's just a little too much friction mm. it doesn't roll freely enough and so the printer will be trying to pull more filament and it just gets stuck and it doesn't spin and so you'll get a print that just stops printing and you get like, you oh. know, your first 20 layers laid down and then everything else is 
just disappears. And then you have to completely restart, right? You yeah. You can't just add on top. That's right. You can't Damn. just go back to where it stopped and then start from there. you got to start all the way over. <clears throat> so um, my solution for that was ordering some ball bearings. And this roller will now set on four different ball bearings. It's just basic kind of roller skate ball or roller uh, skateboard ball bearings. That's what I'm trying to say. Those were supposed to arrive today too, but now they've put it off to either Wednesday or Thursday. Oh. So that'll be the final piece of my enclosure. And then hopefully I can get away from that and start printing some other shit. Yeah. Some other cool shit. Uh, I you, did get a uh, nail polish organizer printed. Yeah, off I was today just gonna say that you printed something for me. I did. Yeah, you uh, pointed me in that direction. Yes. So I've got to figure out a bigger version or a deeper version, I guess, huh? Yeah, it only held my mini nail polishes. So I'll get one. But that, that's okay. I'll get one that holds the bigger one. Yeah. Uh, also, let's see what else did I print? Oh, a little cap for my cutters. That was nice. Oh, yeah, that was cute. Mm-hmm. Good to have with... It's nice to have something that's just a 17-minute print, like something quick. You, you feel know? fulfilled. Most of these are like six hours at the short end. Yeah, that's tough. I think 25 is the longest print I've done so far, 25 hours. Yeah, Oof. you can really get deep on these prints, man. This is why you need more 3D printers. You know, <laughs> I'm really going to wait. <laughs> yeah, I know. I really want to wait. Uh, yeah. Patience is key, but you're right. Someday. I think if I got another one, it would be like a one that's designed to print faster and definitely one that's larger as well. But this was like a $99 fire sale on the things. They're, they're 200 bucks right now. Um, but I had that micro center coupon, so I just had to get it and yeah. dip my toes in this world. And look and at all this learning. Actually printing it. So my next, um, once I get this enclosure done. I got a few different things I want to do, including a, I saw plans for this nice headphone stand that clamps onto a desk or a shelf. So I'll I'll print me one for right here and you can have one right over there. We'll finally have somewhere besides just like the floor or the desk to set our headphones down. It'll be nice. Very nice. Once we're done with this uh, thing, we take the cans off. We usually just put them somewhere incredibly dumb. Ignorant. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That'll be good for us. I, I just want somewhere nice to hang them so they stay well, you know. Yeah, these are nice headphones. I don't want to buy new Tascam cans like six months from now. That's not in the plans. No. Uh, something else. Uh, I just found these little modular letter blocks that you just kind of snap together. And so you can make names. Okay. So I make all the kids names, I think. That'd be fun. Cute. I showed them that. They were all excited about it. Yeah. Got some plans. There's this really cool puzzle box plan that, uh, <clears throat> that's another thing that I'm looking to to do pretty soon. Puzzle box? Sweet. Yeah, I just got one of them. Uh, it's just like a little chest, and uh, you have to slide a series of different um, bars in the right direction in order to actually get the lid to be able to open. So Nice. Yeah, it looked pretty cool. Stash box. Yeah, exactly. A little stash box. Oh, what else is in the plans? Well, while we're still recapping, we had the centric holiday party. That was cool. Yeah, that was cool. Holiday party for work. Um, had Pop watch the kids, so it was nice to just get away for a little bit. We were only here for a few Couple hours. Couple hours, yeah. They had some delicious barbecue that was catered, and 
Ended up winning a, a gift card to a restaurant. Yeah. You also pulled a ticket that had the number 33 on it. I did. I had a 33 and I had an 88. Yeah, the one I pulled one. The 88 the one. 88. Yeah, that was good. That was solid. I I was even thinking that day going in. I was like, I never win these things. They always have a raffle and I never win it. And so Surprise. Yeah, never say that never. That was nice. It's too bad uh, you have podcast work separation because your teammates are cool dudes and it would be a fun podcast with them. Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe sometime, somewhere. Who knows? You never know. Never know until you find out. Um, Cena's birthday is just around the corner. That's right. So we're trying to plan for that. Dude, we're trying to do a lot of planning. We're in like a planning phase right now, which is always a dangerous place for us to be. Isn't that what winter's for? I, yeah, I suppose so, in the beginning of the year and stuff like that. Yeah. I've been putting off some of the planning aspects, but um, I need to get cooking on that because um, we're planning a nice birthday for her. Also planning a hairball meetup, which I hope to I hope to get that nailed down either tomorrow or Thursday and get that submitted to NA meetups, hopefully tomorrow, so that it'll be read on the Thursday show or maybe... Just depending, but uh, that's coming up because Hairball's show is going to be February the 3rd. That's right. Which is a week Friday from night. Friday. Week from Friday. Man, it's all coming up so fast. Everything's so fast. So um, that'll be cool, though. Hang out with uh, Chris Fox and hopefully be able to do some do some tunes from here. That'd be neat. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. Um. Also planning a Bulls with Buds, but I'm waiting on a, on a response here, so I, I can't make an announcement officially yet. Uh, but uh, maybe, possibly, potentially something this week. Oh, they're in the works. We'll see. We'll see. We're, we're having some back-channel communications. Um, yeah, lots on, the, uh, lots on the agenda. That's right. Things are just trying to kind of come to fruition here. Should I share my uh, very far-out future meetup plan? Hey, yeah, why not? We're planning to bowl near Uranus. That's right. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call Spence's 33rd birthday bowl after bowl meetup. Bowling near Uranus. Because we want to meet up around Uranus, Missouri, which mm -hmm. we've talked about on the show before. And I've never been there. Me neither. So planning a trip out that way. There's a bowling alley. Oh, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Uranus. That's why we're bowling near Uranus. Just outside Uranus. Just outside Uranus. Um, we will visit the Fudge Factory, though, yes? Heck yeah. So, yeah, that'll be June 9th. It's a Friday. Yeah. Details to come eventually. Yeah. But, you know, request time off work. Do what you got to do. <laughs> I want to see you there. Uh, what else do we got? Um, I don't know. I've just uh, been, I've been so all-consumed on tidying and planning. But that's been it. That's really been it. I'm so glad I get these prep weeks because they really are prep. It's like prep for the future teach plus like all the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a bunch of chatter also popping up on the uh, music front. I see that Stephen Ooh. Bell has been boosting Stay A While with some test boosts in his app. Um, so from what he told me on that, he was going to learn a new language. I just chuckled because reading it because I feel it so hard. Um, he was like, I really wanted to learn a bunch of new... Uh, frameworks in order to make a app that was you know actually good and you could download stuff to it but um 
he was like, I just abandoned that for now and I'm trying to come up with some kind of MVP situation. The minimum viable product. Um, this is the way. It's it's what we're supposed to do as developers and it's what personally I am shit at because I always want the pie in the sky thing and I know what it should look like and I know what I want it to do. Uh, but I'm always like trying to execute step 14 when I haven't done step one, step two, step three. So my step one, I think is, uh, going to be building some stuff out for work, just some like simpler lesson type stuff and then roll from there into a couple of the things I want to do. Uh, cause I've just been spinning my wheels. Every time I sit down to do one of my uh, personal projects, I'll just hit one wall and get frustrated and it's because I'm on these deeper steps, you know? Yeah. I can't keep it simple, stupid. It's just been my struggle this whole time. So I don't know. I also <clears throat> have really come to realize that I'm not, <laughs> if, if any kind of music app is going to be cranked forward that I have a hand in, it's not going to be something I'm a- able to like be the front leader guy on or like put down the foundation of, you know? Uh, I can collaborate and help but I'm not going to be able to be like the foreman of the crew. It's just not where I'm at right now. So I don't know. Hope, hopefully a crew can kind of form because also developers kind of like to work alone mm. in a lot of cases. So I don't know. We'll figure it out. I'm just going to keep asking how I can help until somebody tells me to shut the hell up and go away. Well, it won't be me. And it yeah. probably won't be the bowlers either. No, the bowlers, man, they are the ones you can really count on uh, at any time during uh, any kind of planning sessions or when we slow down on the bowls with buds. Uh, that's the one constant. It's the one constant. Tuesday nights and the bowlers out there, and we always like to thank them up front for every episode because they know uh, value when they see it, and they return that value in many different ways. And we always like to read off the treasure contributions. Of course, it's time, talent, and treasure, all the ways that you can give value back. That's right. There's no ads here. We just have one simple ask to give value as you see fit. Eh. Whatever value you receive from this program, give some back. We learned it from the best, and now uh, we do it just like the rest, the old value-for-value system, which uh, all the cool kids are doing. It's really true. And it's a beautiful way to live. Beautiful way to live because you don't have to compromise or be controlled. And you also open the door for your community to kind of help you put the thing together and direct it. Uh, It's kind of funny. I will bring it up in some of the boosts, but um, I was listening to an old one way back. One of these boosts got me uh, reminiscent. So I'll talk about when we hit it. But we usually start off taking a peek at the old PayPal's and... You can easily find that by hitting the donate button at the bottom of bullafterbull.com. Any page should show it to you. And you can do a uh, one-time one-off donation, or you can do a monthly subscription uh, like this bowler. Our man Sharky Shark did. Sharky, thank you. Sharky Shark came in with his $4.20 a month donation. Those recurring donations are super helpful. Yeah, it helps because... There are recurring payments that come out of that account, and so recurring donations kind of offset those recurring payments. Things to keep the servers running and all that good stuff, uh, including the stream that you're listening to right now. If you go to stream.bullafterbull.com 
Or for the raw MP3 file, you can go to bullafterbull.stream and get you there. Uh, I've heard people who stream from VLC really enjoy it and really love it. Uh, we also had a one-off coming in from our good buddy, Sir Reverend Cyber Trucker. Ah, oh, thank you, Rev. He slipped us 25 buckaroonies. And he said, happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday to you. Yes, the happiest of Tuesdays, my friend. Thank you, sir. Uh, fantastic. So that wraps the Googles up. We also have the new, cool, trendy way to send value immediately and uh, really interact with the show. They are called Boostagrams, and they're part of the podcasting 2.0 revolution. You can get in on that revolution by taking off all your clothes and going to nudepodcastapps.com. Pick you out a nude podcast app. It's going to be modern with a lot of different features. And if you look through the ones that say value, those are the ones that support these uh, new value namespaces and boostograms and streaming sats per minute. And with them, you can send a clever message along with some Satoshis, little pieces of Bitcoin. And since they're sent on the Lightning Network, the payment uh, zooms over to our nodes instantly. And you'll hear a little bowling pin action, a little bowling ball crashing into some bowling pins for a strike as you've heard several times already. And you'll also see your message uh, propagated in a lot of different places across the internet. One is our IRC chat. We call it the bowl. You can get in there by going to bowlafterbowl.com and clicking on listen live. If you don't already have a IRC client that you're comfortable and familiar with, you can just use Kiwi in your browser. Get you right in there. Um, so our little boost after boost user in there that's our boost bot and uh thanks to the code that c-dubs came up with yeah thanks c-dubs it sits on our node and it listens for your boost to come in and it relays them to the irc chat of course they'll also be pushed into the no agenda chat via that same technology the boost bot uh, a lot of different shows are plugged into that boost bot in the uh no agenda irc there is a um there is a boost mastodon bot also named BoostBot, if my memory serves correct. And on Noster now, too, BoostBot is pushing those boosts out onto Noster. Nice. So we are just spamming all corners of the internet with your boosts, and we love you for it, and we thank you for it. And I always scroll back to the 1420 from Harvhat, which tells uh, tells us that was the outro of last Tuesday's episode. He thank always, you, Harvhat. Thank you very much. He's always boosting. Uh, on that outro. So 1420 from Boost CLI is the app he's using. That's an app. If you're running your own Lightning node, you can install it and boost without any uh, fees or middlemen or in permission or anything else. Uh, no custodians. It's just from your node to our node, straight shot. And if you have a channel directly to us, then you don't even have to pay any Lightning uh, fees. You can do it totally free. Pretty crazy. Uh, next up, 2,500 sats coming in from Floydian Slips uh, from CurioCaster. Thank you. Thank you, Floydian Slips. And Floydian Slips asks, have you tried Octoprint yet? Octoprint.org. It is a fun addition to a 3D printer. And uh, thank you for this link. I've had a lot of people suggest Octoprint to me. I have not tried it yet, but I have looked into it. And I think what my long-term plan is going to be... I'm working on this node on the Think Center, right? And if I get that up and running like I want it to, and it, and it indeed is kind of robust, 
I think maybe I might phase out that Raspberry Pi node and then use that Raspberry Pi to make an Octo print. Ooh. Um, little 3D printer companion. So what this thing does, it is a uh, remote control and monitor for your 3D printer. And so you can do your printing jobs from within the browser instead of having to go directly to the uh, to the printer on the little SD card. So I'm really jazzed about it. It looks pretty awesome. But, you know, uh, it is built on a Raspi, uh, Raspberry Pi, just like everything cool that I want to do these days. So <laughs> I've only got so many Raspberry Pis laying around, you know? And they're all being used for shit right now. So I'll have to uh, reconfigure, readjust. I really don't want to go and get a, yet another one if I'm doing that. So we'll see how the node thing goes. Ah, um, the old node thing. The old node thing. <laughs> yeah, more on that to come later. But uh, thank you, Floydian Slips, for the boost and the suggestion. Lots of people have been saying, check out Octoprint. So uh, I'll definitely have one eventually. Uh, 19,760 sats. That's coming from Dirty Jersey Whore. Oh, thank you. Coming out of Fountain. And he says, lit is love. Boloost. Boloost. I like that. Got a Boloost from the man. Cheers. Uh, 3333. That's coming from Trail Chicken out of Fountain. Trail Chicken said, enjoyed the content. Found my way to your show via Millennial Media Offensive. Hey. Hashtag OTO and hashtag thank you for your courage. Well, cheers, Trail Chicken. Uh, and we appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. We appreciate the shout out to our uh, boys over there at MMO.show. Who, Tuesday buddies. That's right. They start the Tuesday stream off at 530 Central for the No Agenda Stream uh, Tuesday programming. So fantastic. Glad to have you with us, sir. Uh, next up, Lavish, 4,200 sats out of Fountain. All right. Thanks, Lavish. Uh, Lavish says, big ones are big. <laughs> it's hard to argue with that. True. Uh, three days ago, we just have a gang of test tokes and toke tests and other tests and frustrated tests and I hate rabbit tests, all sorts of tests because uh, C-Dubs, he made some changes to the boost spot and he was like, hey, pull the changes. I'm excited because I added some uh, eggplant emojis for this for the sack of sticks. Oh, nice. So uh, if you do a wiener boost of uh, 1111 or 1111, uh, the old sack of Richards, it's becoming a little bit more popular in the boosting world. So uh, now there are eggplant emojis in the chat for that. And when I pulled, there was some kind of bug going on where every boost was showing up twice. So that's what all that testing uh, noise is for. So... I apologize if you're following the boost spot and you see all that test spam. I got to keep on uh, <clears throat> keep on trying until it works, you know? <clears throat> That's right. There's only a few ways I can check and see uh, if the thing's working. That's mainly just to send a boost in with a little test. Uh, but we did get it working. So now that's all That's all fine and dandy. I also, just like I mentioned before, see a bunch of test boosts to the stay a while tracks uh from steven b so i'm excited to uh see what he has cooking as far as a music app is concerned uh then let's see we got 6969 in from hey citizen 6969 69, all right thanks hey citizen he is boosting out a podverse and uh this boost was actually on episode 27 back at long Whoa. last uh his boost says 
Ran out of fresh episodes, so I decided to scroll back to the older episodes. Oh my shit, this album art deserves a necro boost. <laughs> Was this like the sticker I have on the back of my laptop? The picture of us? Yeah. In outer space with like a bowling ball floating around? Yeah, it's my oh, absolute gosh. maximalist uh, graphic design. Yes. Coming through. That's how it all began. It is. That was our first album art, and it's pretty much what we used for everything back then. <laughs> that was before we uh, had a system in place. And now you rock just about every episode. You crank out some new album art for us. That's right. We have new art every episode. Which is fantastic. Uh, sometimes bowlers send in some contributions, which gives you a break. Yep. Last week, Fletcher had some art we used. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Yep. So uh, that's been cool. But yeah, I was <laughs> I had to I had to go and listen to it, right? Cuz he referenced Ugh. the back at long last and I was like, "Oh god, that was the first one. It's almost 3 years ago. Uh it'll be 3 years in June when we brought the show back wow. after after doing Hog Story as a guest." And uh yeah, it was total dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, we had you sounded kind of like you were on the other side of the room from the mic. Oh, that Sounds like me. There was no noise gate involved, so lots mm. of white noise. We hadn't done the, uh, you know, Bimrose hadn't come in and urged us to uh, consider trimming a bit of the silences. So it was tough to listen to <laughs> back then. It's just, it's jarring to go back, you know, but it was yeah. also interesting just to kind of hear what we were talking about. And that episode really was just kind of getting our bearings and getting one out there. Yeah. Um. So we didn't have any of the regular segments that we have today. We didn't have really a, a formula figured out. But slowly over time, we've built it into what it is today. And uh, really, a, in a big part, thanks to the bowlers sending stuff in and giving us different ideas for segments. That's all right. Uh, if you think about things like the Metal Moment, Rev Cyber Trucker, he just took that upon himself on his own. He just sent me one in one day and was like, here, uh, do you think he'd have any interest in playing something like this? And I was like, hell yeah, I'll play something like that. Yeah. So, you know, that's just kind of the value for value at work. And what a lot of people miss when they talk about value for value. It's, it's a lot more than just donate to my PayPal account. You know, like that's a very small portion of it. In fact, um, the boostograms there, they're probably a, they're a bigger chunk for us these days for sure than the PayPal. But, not to be discounted is all of this different content that's produced by producers. It's also value. Uh, not to be discounted are the voicemails. Not to be discounted is, you know, you walking into uh, a CBD shop and saying, oh, yeah, the Bull After Bull guys sent us there. Yeah. Which uh, I, he- I heard happened this week. Someone told me that. So Nice. Um, Just passing the bull. Passing the bull. It's a little simple stuff. Value for value. It's It's... Not one or two dimensional. There's many dimensions and aspects to it. So uh, anyway, we appreciate that trip down memory lane, wow. hey, citizen. It's kind of, it was a fun one too. Yeah. It, it was a bit cringe, but also like <laughs> kind of a look how far we've come kind of deal, you know? Yeah. And it gets worse if you go further back from that episode. It does. It it gets <laughs> even worse. It gets even worse the further you go back. Yeah, it's crazy. The, the soundboard was like way too quiet and I didn't have anything figured out. Not that I have much figured out these days, but just a little bit more, you know? Yeah. Always growing. That's right. Uh, This next boost comes in from Dirty Jersey Horrigan. 
19,760 sats out of Fountain. All right. Thank you. And he says, boosting for bowls, time to get my cocaine shit stain fix. Why does cocaine end with an E, but stain doesn't? Mm. Spelling is dumb. Yeah. Yeah, I can't agree with you more. Spelling. Yeah. What the fuck is up with spelling? I wanted to have some big brainy boy, like, <laughs> response to this about, like, the how the ain is, you know, like a medical... Pre, uh, medical... Yeah, like lidocaine, novocaine, suffix. cocaine. Yeah, it's like a medical suffix that means something, but uh, no, I'm too dumb for that. <laughs> yep, I don't know either. Yeah. You got pain, stain, plain. Yeah, English is a is a tricky bastard. Without the E. What can I say? Uh, seventeen or 19,760 sets, again from Dirty Jersey Whore, All again right. from Fountain. Uh, he sends in a Harv Hat Node Karma Boost. Yes, Node Karma to Harv Hat. Much appreciated. Yes, Harv Hat popped in the chat earlier and said, Node is down. And I was like, motherfuck. I thought he was talking about my node. And then uh, he follows up immediately with uh, I, my node, that is. And I yeah. was like, oh, God, thank you. Almost pooped your pants a little. Because my node, uh, the opposite of many weeks that we've been talking, my node is like the one thing tonight that just had no errors is working very smoothly. I didn't have to do anything to the node. Um, the Mo2 and the audio routing and uh, the butt gave me a few issues tonight, but uh, that note has been smooth sailing. That's awesome. I'm happy to report that Harv Hat in the chat says he got it back now. Oh, he's back. Look at that. But we do have a node fixing jingle. We do, actually. Which um, can be the official node karma. It is. I should, probably, I should probably just give you some uh, fixing a node uh, karma. I'm fixing a node when my sat's coming to get my treasure traveling where it will go. Gotta get that treasure traveling where it will go, you know? It's the way to do it. Um, and yeah, Node Karma works. Node Karma works. And it works fast. It works lightning fast. That's the beauty of it. Uh, 2222 coming in from Dirty Jersey Horror out of Fountain. Uh, he says, Row of Ducks, numerical boost train. And a, he did indeed... Get the ducks to activate in the chat. Nice. Uh, they're quacking along. Quackity quack. Well, he was following Bully Steed's lead there with a one 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 row of sticks. That's right. Yes, Bully Steed did a teaist. Uh, and how I scrolled by that, I have no idea. But one 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 from Bully Steed. And she did a teaist out of Fountain to test the row of uh, the Sack of Richards. The little uh, sausage party that you can throw. <laughs> With the boost full of ones. So that's working out. Look at them, uh, look at them dongs right there. 213023 is the timestamp. Very nice. For those of you who've been lurking in a while and can scroll back, you can admire those eggplants and you can thank C Dubs for his hard work. Keeping up to date with all of the latest podcast boost numo- numerology trends. Because uh, God knows I'm not going to keep up with that. Oh. I can barely keep up with getting myself fed every day. <laughs> Uh, 3,300 stats coming in from Make Heroism. Hey, thank you. Out of Fountain, no note. Uh, just a boost, so. Cheers. Appreciate you. Much love. Uh, 4,269 from Harv Hat. That's the Curiocaster boost. And he sends that when we go live. We send out the pod signal. The pod ping. We ping that pod and tell the whole world, hey, we're live right now. And right now, uh, you can respond to that in... Podverse directly that sends out push notifications, but also CurioCaster. You can boost a live tag and listen 
to the episode live right there in the app and chat. It's all built into one app. It's incredible. So check it out and try it out. It's fun shit. Uh, 4,200 sats coming in from C. Brooklyn. Thank you. He's also coming in from Curiocastry. He says, sounds lit. The yeah. bowl is lit. That's right. It is a lit son of a bitch. Uh, 11, 821. That's a elongated 1821 boost from Pfeiffer. Yeah, Pfeiffer. He's Thank also you. coming out of Fountain. So give our boy a little Missouri smash. And he said, heck yeah, let's go bowling. Let's go bowling. That's right. Well, everybody knows that uh, bowling is a vicious game. Bowling is a vicious game. That's right. You sent me that one today. We got a new ISO. That's I got a new ISO You for did. You. you hunted one down. I did. I hunted one down. You hunted another one down, but uh, it's a bit bass heavy. That's fairly freaksome. Yeah, I know. I was going to send that to Booberry. I might. Uh, but it try. needs help. I might try to do some EQ tweakage on it. That would be much appreciated. You've been uh, watching Buffy. Yeah. Lately. I have. So. So I snagged those. That's uh, <laughs> Buffy to blame. <laughs> Buffy to blame. Although, of course, my ears perk up when you hear something like that. Bowling is a vicious game. It can be. It can be indeed. Uh, two, 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 two from Booley Steed. That's a longer row of ducks. All right. Thank you, Booley. Five ducks out of fountain. And a little bowling emoji. And she says, Bowley Steed hanging with the bowlers. Yeah, Bowley Steed. Bowley Steed indeed. I see you. Cheers. Cheers, cheers. Uh, 22, 126 sats then come in from Chimp out of Podverse who says, do you like your eggplant fried or sauteed? Mm. I like sauteed because uh, it's basically fried but like fancier and French. Sure. It's still like a light frying thing situation going on. Yeah. I like both. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. champ. But uh, I could switch it out for sausage, and then I like it even better. Oh. A little meaty. The meat plant. You ever had eggplant noodles? I have, actually. Oh. They're not bad. I have not. Noodles are a shit coin anyway, so you might as well <laughs> do it in like whatever way, you know. Any Noodle- kind of noodles you can get. Noodles are just filler anyway, so it's like you can use flour, you can use vegetables. Use whatever you want. Get away with it. Uh, let's see what's up next. Thirty-three, thirty-three is next. That's coming from Dirty Jersey Whore again. He's all over us tonight. Oh, thank you, sir. Uh, he's testing the threes now. What does the threes give you? Uh, probably just some sparkles for the uh, thirty-three action. Yes, magical thirty-three stuff will give you the sparkle emojis. Uh, then he comes in right again. Four, 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 four sets. What does four fours look like at a fountain? Uh, I don't believe there's a four fours thing. Aw. Paging Dr. C-dubs. Four is for whores. Four is for whores. We should have that dancing uh, Chachanga lady or whatever. Oh, yeah, the salsa dancer? Yeah. Not that salsa dancers are oh. whores, but, you know, there's definitely an overlap where there are salsa dancers who are whores. <laughs> Just salsa n- is a sexy dance. Not all of them, but, uh, you know, you can get hoary with a little bit of salsa. <laughs> That's all I'm trying to say. Uh, saucy with the salsa. There you go, saucy, saucy salsa. Yeah, yeah, you know how to put it in a palatable way. Look at you. Uh, finally, you just heard the pins knocked down one minute ago because we got thirty-three, thirty-three from Booper of Noses out of Fountain. All right, thank you. He done booped us right on the nose with thirty-three, thirty-three. No note. Boop. Uh, but we have been booped, so appreciate that. Appreciate everybody boosting uh, throughout the show. Uh, it's always 
kind of funny feedback and it's it's a nice way to interact with the live i'll be excited when more apps do pick up the live we are coming up on the one year anniversary of the live tag uh, toward the end of next month incredible so yeah you know we've been out here on the pavement you know hitting the hitting the streets that's right making live happen from the front lines with our friends and uh i'll tell you it's a lot of na stream shows kind of pushing that uh frontier that that uh that live tag so i can tell you as apps turn them on uh people are going to discover some na stream shows i tell you that yes they will i can tell you that and as we already mentioned there's other ways to contribute value not just with your sats and cuck bucks but with your time and talent you can make art you can make jingles you can leave a voicemail every week we have a first time i ever topic and this week, we want to hear about the first time you ever tried gelato. All you have to do is pick up your phone and... Call 816-607-3663 and the play of voice That's right. We'll play it. We won't screen it. It'll just be there. And we also accept text messages and pictures if you're voice shy or in a dead zone. Yeah. Or if you're uh, picture unshy. Ew. If you know what I'm saying. I heard more pins fall. More pins did fall because Lavish hit us with a big sack of dicks. One, 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 one. Oh, thanks, Lavish. It's a five cock sack out of Fountain. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, all karma to the family's health and new baby. Oh, thank you, sir. Yes, thank you. Much appreciated. The baby got a word in a minute ago. Yeah. Um, he perks up as the bowling continues. That's right. So he gets the five uh, eggplant emoji plus a flame. I think once you hit five digits, you get a flame. Oh. And then once you hit six digits, you get two flames. It's like the baller boost uh, flame chart. Flame on. Yeah. Flame on, flame on, absolutely. Well, yes, we appreciate very much all of the value uh, that's given back and all your wonderful feedback and stuff. And uh, keep streaming those sats, baby. Climbing back upward. In fact, uh, I got a little talk about it in a segment that I like to call... That's right. We're streaming sats. We're boosting grams. We're doing all the cool stuff. Building nodes. Building nodes. Building the nodes of the future. And uh, the price is on a tiny climb, which uh, to me, I don't know, I've, I've like the reverse mental about it. I'm always looking at that sats per dollar number um, because that's what I'm typically doing is I'm trying to load up one of these podcast fountain uh, breeze uh, curiocaster, one of these new podcasting apps, I'm trying to jam sats in there, and I'm thinking, you know, how many can I get for my dollar? And that's down to 44.14 now, but that means you can still get more than 4,000 sats for your dollar, so it's still a pretty good deal uh, when you zoom out on the graph and kind of look at the state of the corn, uh, and especially considering that we have a halvening coming up in uh, 2024. Ooh. And so the halvening, what that means is that every four years, 
the reward that miners enjoy for solving a block in the blockchain gets cut in half. And so uh, the current reward, I think, is six and a quarter, 6.25 Bitcoin. And so it will be, what, 3.167 or whatever that split in half is. Mm. Yeah. Six and, or three and an eighth. Goes from six and a quarter to three and an eighth. Three and an eighth of Bitcoin. So, yeah, it keeps on going down, down, down. And what does that mean? That means that the new Bitcoin minted every day gets cut in half. That means the supply tightens even that much more, uh, which historically, so far, has always correlated to a uh, new kind of price level, price um, new little pricing area that we find ourselves in. So, um, you know, personally, I don't see why it wouldn't happen again. It's happened every time so far. And it makes sense with uh, some simple supply and demand economics applied that uh, supply go down, price go up. So, you know, get them uh, get them 4,000 sats a dollar while you can. That's my attitude about it anyway. That's uh, That's the way I've been living over here. What do we got in news uh, this week? I did want to say that the KC Bitcoiners are getting together Thursday. It's our next meetup. Uh, beer, beers with Bitcoiners at Tanner's and Shawnee. All right. It's going to kick off at 6 p.m., so come get some chicken lips with us and meet some gentlemen who uh, know and love Bitcoin. You always uh, hang out with the bear market guys. They're the real uh, believers. True believers. I might drag the kids out to this one. Yeah, this will be a better one for them. To show up. I know we went to the one uh, in Westport last time, and it was kind of, I don't know. The, well, the venue is... It was very fancy. It's fa- Yeah. <laughs> it's almost too fancy for me, which is strange, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. They've just kind of shifted what they're going for, I think. Yes, definitely. Which is good for them and uh, their moves, but for a uh, <laughs> for a white trash hoodie guy like me, it's uh, it's a little bit different, I suppose. But Tanner's, great place. Tanner's is like bring the family. You, you can get something that's affordable and fill your belly and and uh, have a good time. Yeah, uh, I've been working with Father Nick on this raspy bolt setup. In fact, uh, maybe we can get the uh, fixing a note again. I'm fixing a note where my sats come in to get my treasure traveling where it. Right, we gotta get this treasure traveling where it will go. And uh, we were following a tutorial setup thing that we thought would work, and um, he was having trouble, and I was just barely getting started. And he was like, "No, no, no, I, I'm going over to Raspy Bolt, and I'm following the guide on that." So Raspy Bolt is actually the original software that Raspy Blitz is based on. Hmm. Um. And Raspy Bolt also is kind of designed to uh, install on a Raspberry Pi, but it takes it kind of step by step. So the Raspy Blitz is all scripted and automated. You can grab a uh, SD card, flash that onto an SD card, and just turn your Pi on, and uh, it will install all the little pieces and configure your stuff right. With the Raspy Bolt, the aim is to kind of follow these guides and just put your node together one piece at a time. So you build out the Bitcoin node, and then you uh, add Bitcoin Core and do all the stuff that's required for that. And then you add like a Sparrow wallet to it 
so you can connect to the node via a, a, a nice wallet. And then you can add the lightning pieces to it. Get LND or CLN or whatever you want uh, to do the lightning side. So that's what we're working on with the Think Center. Uh, meanwhile, in the Raspberry Pi world, the Raspberry Blitz is routing nicely again, as we mentioned earlier. So uh, I'll knock on my desk here. That's like 10 days of uh, solid routing again, like like we saw in the before times when times were good. I do want to interject and say there was a force close, though. We did have a and force it, close, it didn't was we? Between our channels. Yeah, between you and me. The My umbral versus your raspy The blitz. nodes that live on the same network. Now, yeah. of course, yours is Tor only and mine's running through tunnel sets. So as far as communication, that doesn't happen end-to-end on the same network. But, you know, it's it's a fairly irritating to just be like, I, I went from averaging a force close every day to... I think like two weeks now where that's the only force close I've had is the one between our nodes. Sowie. But it's all good. If that's the only one, I can definitely live with that. Yeah. And that's the channel that I need open anyway because then I can kind of free push sats here and there when I want to to keep channel. That channel like it just always stays balanced, you know? Yep. Because I can balance it between ourselves for free without having to worry about which side the sats are on or who got what or paying any fee or any kind of shit like that. It's nice to have one solid, always balanced channel at least. Um, But yeah, that's what I was thinking of too in the long term. Like I would like to get to a place where that's the node for my half of the split and it runs the boost spot stuff and it runs everything it needs to run and it's always on. And then I can just use that uh, Raspberry Pi for monitoring the 3d printer i think mm. that's the the octo print i think that's the route i want to go uh i did see a new lightning game when oh. i was uh putzing around on my zebedee app and it i guess um viker came out with another yet another bitcoin game. they have a, a lot of them um this one's bitcoin chess bitcoin chess and so it's just uh from what i i just Pussed around with it for a few minutes, but uh, it's like little puzzles. It's like chess puzzles. So it'll show you a board setup, and then you're supposed to make the right move. Hmm. Um, okay. So yeah, payout is not huge in any of these uh, Viker games, but they're the ones that do the brain doku that you like. And uh, that's what I was just gonna ask. Are they behind my brain doku? They are. There's a few of them. They even have, I think, a Who Wants to Be a Millionaire game. Oh, just some fun trivia questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they have a lot of ads in their shit though, so you know. Yeah, I'm not uh, farming them always all the time. You know, it's just kind of one of those. It's like a waiting room situation exactly. for me because I yes. really don't like my phone. I just am very rarely with my phone, even as you know from when you leave the house and can't get a hold of me. It's exactly like <laughs> that. It's exactly like that. Um, I see. There's also Bitcoin scratch match. Yep. Like a uh, scratch ticket? That's right, scratch match. I was actually looking for the other game. They announced that in chess at the same time, so I think those are the newest two that they've added, but they've got a lot of different ones. They had that trivia wheel. That was the first, I think, Viker one I ever played. Ah, yes. But, uh, yeah, it's fun to just kind of, if you already do idle, dumb, bullshit phone games, you can get a little bit of sats trickling out of it. And uh, it'll give you a chance to use yet another... Lightning wallet, Zebedee wallet's a pretty 
quick and reliable, and it takes advantage of the Zebedee Gamer Tag feature. That's right. So you can just, once you make a gamer tag in Zebedee, you can just plug your name, your Zebedee name, into these different games, and it pays out basically via a lightning address, which is nice. It's nice to just have that instead of going and finding a full pub key or spinning up an, uh, an invoice hash that you have to paste somewhere. Just a little bit more intuitive and user-friendly, let's say. It's always nice. Easier to onboard people, and uh, then that's just another way you're sending sats around. I always, I always say that, you know, the most, the more ways you can do it, the easier it becomes, the more familiar you are with uh, all the different ways to send them around and kind of learn, glean what's happening, making all those off-chain transactions. Also, a lot going on in the uh, Bitcoin news this week, including a local story here. And uh, we had a bill introduced. Oh? Yes, Missouri State Representative Phil Cristofanelli introduced a bill Thursday, and it seeks to exempt Bitcoin from property taxes at the state, county, and local levels here in Missouri. Oh, nice. So uh, the quote from the representative, he's out of uh, St. Charles. Okay. And uh, his goal, he says, is to ensure Missouri is open to innovation and opportunity as Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies and blockchain applications come to the market. So this industry has great potential to enhance Missouri's push to create greater economic and political freedom, and I hope to advance this legislation and further proposals over the next few years. Uh, so if enacted, it's it's uh, House Bill 2672, by the way, and it would differentiate digital assets among three distinct categories according to each asset's purpose. So according to the bill... A digital asset would be classified as a virtual currency if used as a medium of exchange, unit of account, or store of value, and not recognized as legal tender in the United States. Only virtual currencies would receive the tax exemption. So um, Bitcoin definitely meeting those criteria. A digital security, as per the bill's text, would be any digital asset that, quote, constitutes a security as defined under Section 409.1-102, but shall exclude digital consumer assets and virtual currency. So a digital security is a digital security unless it's a virtual currency, which uh, you will start to f- hear some arguments from from ETH fans and, and, <laughs> and other people. Uh, that will be fun to argue about in the Missouri Supreme Court, I'm sure, eventually. The third category digital assets could fall into is, quote, open blockchain tokens, Uh, A digital unit created in a digital ledger or database, including blockchains, for the, quote, verification or collection of a specified number of transactions of that digital ledger or database. You follow on that? Uh, The token must also be capable of being transferred without an intermediary or custodian of value, the bill said. An open blockchain token whose predominant purpose is consumptive rather than a financial investment could be recognized as intangible digital property. So I'm not sure if they mean NFTs, NFTs by that is, yeah, or if they all I mean, think. Uh, uh, you know, the ETH tokens. So not just Ethereum itself, but any kind of EC20 token. Things like uh, BAT is one of them, the, that Brave Browser token. So, yeah. It also says developers or sellers seeking to issue an open blockchain token would need to file a notice of intent with the Secretary of State and pay a thousand dollars in fees. What? Violators would be deemed guilty of a class A misdemeanor. So, uh, 
you know, tax exemption is nice, but then uh, this whole the whole threats at the end, I'm not so keen on. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'll keep my eye on it. We'll see if it uh, gets voted out of committee or not. Right. So that should be happening in the in the coming weeks if it goes anywhere. But I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. A little bit of local action on it. That's too bad they had to add in that criminal shit at the end. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Can't just get a good bill. Never, but. never. Uh, the Hash Rate Index published 2022 Bitcoin Mining Year in Review. Uh, this is a subsidiary of Luxor, which is a mining... Uh, a mining pool. And so 2022, it was a really crazy year for Bitcoin mining in that the hash price has never been lower. Mm. And what that means basically is your payout and it can be measured in dollars or it can be measured in sats. Uh, but essentially the payout per hash you contribute to the network, your hash power, what is that? Uh, how much hash power do you need to make however many corns coming out of your miner? And so because um, of the, it was kind of a perfect storm. There's the price dip that's been happening ever since the all-time high of 69,420 last year. There's also the, um, I guess uh, that was in 2021 now, so a little bit further back than last year. But then we also had drops, uh, because of the price drop, we had drops in the price of ASICs, uh, which are Bitcoin miners these specialized computers that you use to mine Bitcoin. Uh, the equipment price went down, 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 down on those. And so essentially the guys that borrowed money to um, buy these miners at the current price are now paying back money on something that costs a hell of a lot less. Like if they would have just hung on and went and waited. But of course nobody has a crystal ball. Yeah. So. Big goof. Yeah. Yeah, le- leveraging out all the all the leverage that built up, not only in the uh, trading markets but also in the in the mining markets, uh, really made for a rough 2022. So the good news uh, for just regular dorks that are trying to get in is that it's never been cheaper to just buy a home miner. But the downside on the other end is that it's never been um, it, it, for a long time. It hasn't been this low of a reward for your hash power, the hash price is at uh, sort of historic lows right now. So we'll keep an eye on the hash price. It's probably, it could go lower still in 2023. Who knows? The mining prices continue to drop. I'm seeing crazy fire sales over there at Kaboom Racks. So uh, maybe later this year, I'll pick up a, a more beefy miner. Right now I just have this S9, but it's just been kind of plugging away. Flipping my breaker every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, it never fl- flipped the breaker until we got that new freezer put on the same line there. So I don't yeah. know. I'll have to rearrange shit. At 6 a.m., like clockwork. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It is weird. It's nice to pull up the mining software and you can see right when your shit shuts down. <laughs> uh, fantastic. But yeah, I'll have the full report in the show notes for us. Uh, you heard it on No Agenda, so I won't talk too much about it, but... Uh, Coindesk report, Congress's FTX problem. One in three members got cash from crypto exchanges bosses. Oh. So that's fun. It's said in there that uh, a majority of these lawmakers that took the FTX money have hot potatoed that money to um, charities. Hmm. Just to be like, look, it's cool, I'm good, because I gave it to charities. Yeah. 
We uh, washed it in, in the fact, charity. They said that of the 53 campaigns that responded on the record to their requests, because you know they reached out to everybody who got the money, uh, but of the 53 campaigns that responded, 64% of those decided to forward the donated amounts to nonprofit causes. Uh, for example, uh, Rep. Greg Ka- Greg Kassar, I want to say. I don't know if I'm saying that right. He's a Democrat out of Texas, and he planned to forward contributions from an FTX executive and Bankman Freed's brother. Hmm. Uh, he plans on forwarding that money to the advocacy group Fight Corporate Monopolies. And uh, Ronnie Jackson, who's a Republican out of Texas, said he would give to a crisis pregnancy center back home because, as a spokeswoman said, he, quote, believes these funds should be donated to a worthy cause given the information that has come to light about FTX and its leaders. Yeah. Uh, it also notes that uh, the campaign's channeling tainted money to favored charities may not escape the reach of FTX's bankruptcy case. Uh, so now even the organizations they chucked this money to uh, potentially could also have questions to answer. Oh, how kind of them. Yeah. So. <laughs> Hot potato. Yeah. Not my problem. Now it's yours. Yeah. Um, the thing about that money that's donated is that uh, those third-party donations, even if they're to a charity, it doesn't like preempt the FTX debtors because you know FTX owes a shitload of money to all the people that got rugged. Right. And so in the bankruptcy proceedings, the debtors who are seeking to you know be um, be made whole. They can they they can point and have clawbacks put on this money, whether it's going to the political donations or whether it's been hot potatoed over to a charity. So it's just another even deeper tangled uh, layer of the mess that is the FTX fallout. Jeez, that, that bankruptcy proceeding is going to be fun, fun, fun. Yeah. Speaking of fun, we also have this out of the Wall Street Journal. Uh, this came out on the 18th, so just after the bowl last week. Little-known surveillance program captures money transfers between the U.S. and more than 20 countries. Uh, Law enforcement agencies across the U.S. have direct access to over 150 million transactions housed at an Arizona nonprofit. Really? And uh, there's a database which is housed at a nonprofit that they kind of keep quiet called the Transaction Record Analysis Center, or TRAC. Yeah. It was set up by the Arizona State Attorney General's Office in 2014. Uh, and it was part of a settlement reach with Western Union to combat cross-border trafficking of drugs and people from Mexico. Since it was established in 2014, it's now expanded to allow officials of more than 600 law enforcement entities from federal agents like the FBI, the DEA, Immigration Customs, uh, all the way down to small-town police departments in just about every single state. They all have access to this database that monitors the flow of funds through money services between the U.S. and countries around the world. So if you're using uh, Western Union to send and receive stuff, uh, your your transactions are all recorded in this database. And without any kind of warrant, they can just pull it up and, and look through that and kind of look around where money is going and coming from in this track database. Track. That's great. I, I like that. The director of track, uh, Rich Lebel, he had some uh, lovely quotes in here. Rich Level? Rich Lebel. Oh, Lebel. Okay. Yes. Still Lebel. a good name. L-E-B-E-L. That's a great name. Uh, 
It's a law enforcement investigative tool, Mr. Level said. We don't broadcast it to the world, but we don't run or from or hide from it either. So it's not secret, but it's just not uh, something they cheerlead about and talk about all the time, let's say. Yeah. It's, it's a nice little uh, best kept secret type situation. It's not a secret in that, yeah, well, we'll admit that it's here if you ask about it. <laughs> right. Uh, but, you know, it helps the government track money. So it's good. It's a good thing. Right. That's right, slave. That's right. Keeps so, your money safe, you know. So Keeps that's, your money good. That's your uh, money in the traditional fiat system, sitting in a database somewhere, with uh, full access, full access to even the local cops. Uh, I'm gonna end things on a happier note, though. Fold just launched uh, Enterprise Rewards API. I'm very excited about this. I hope that more Bitcoin rewards roll out to a lot more programs. Uh, this API enables any bank, any card, any loyalty program to offer Bitcoin rewards just like Fold does. Ooh. So, you know, your little cash back situation at your local bank or with your rewards credit card could, uh, if partnering with Fold, add Bitcoin uh, cash back to the mix. Nice. Just by plugging in their API. So things like Bitcoin cash back, if you... Uh, have a percentage of every purchase cash back. You could do that uh, directly with Bitcoin using this API. Uh, promotional campaigns are uh, something that's part of the toolkit. Also, Bitcoin roundups. So any bank could add that feature where if you're using your debit card, you could just turn up a round, turn on a roundup feature that rounds up all your purchases to the next nearest dollar and buys Bitcoin with it through Sweet. Fold. So that seems pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. And they say that uh, <clears throat> Fortune 500 companies, top fintechs, and credit card programs are lining up to sign up. So we'll see. We'll see who uh, rolls out. But that had me excited. I would love to see more Bitcoin cashback programs. Definitely. However you can stack sats. Absolutely. Stack them up. Absolutely. It's a fantastic way to uh, just kind of make little trickle accounts. I always feel better if my stack goes up than like looking at my IRA or other... Boring bullshit, 401k. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Anyway. I'm more interested in my sets. That's uh, this week's cocaine right there. Well, there's a bunch of shit stain with the number 33 on it this week. Oh, no. Like, the Monterey Park shooting is the 33rd mass shooting of 2023. Well, we hit that pretty quick. Yeah, really quick. We're not even out of the first month of the year. It's more than, more than one a day. Yep. It is, yeah. I think they're at like 35 today. Hot damn. Um, I, I never remember how many people need to be shot for it to be a mass shooting, though. Isn't it four? It's less than ten. I know that much. I think it's four. Uh, I can't yeah. remember, though. They might have changed it. Yeah, they could have. You remember all the flooding going on in California? Yeah. Well, I got a clip. I oh, got a clip. Oh, boy. Because the magic numbers abound. Look at these pictures of L.A. County awash in water. The Department of Public Works announced today the county has captured more than 33 billion gallons of that storm water. That amount of water could supply 816,000 people with water for a year. The water was captured during the first few months of this winter storm season. The county is working to increase its ability to capture, clean, and conserve storm water runoff. That's a lot of water. Those numbers, man. Yeah, 33 billion. 33 and you had an 816 in there, too. 
Oh, nice. Very nice. Yeah. Didn't yeah. even know that. 816,000 customers. Beautiful. KC it, represent. That's right. Really activated my almonds in there. <laughs> oh, the bad weather in the Philippines. Now there's 33 reported dead, sadly. I had previously mentioned there were 33 missing, uh, but now there's seven missing, 12 injured, and 33 dead. Every time you hit a 33, that's the newest story they have to write. Right. It is. They got to get those headlines in. In Niger, police arrested 33 youths over the murder of the village head of Lambata. The village of Lambata. His name was Al-Muhammad Abdul Safur. And they went into his house, killed him, hurt his brother, and then burnt down the police station. Whoa. Uh, They said it was for inexplicable reasons. But some of these Those are always the best reasons. They don't have a definition for youth, but... Some of the youths reported they were protesting the killing of a Catholic reverend. Oh. So they also destroyed four vehicles and ten motorcycles. That's a rowdy night. Yeah. Saddest part is the leader of this group identified all the suspects, so that's how they got their 33. Oh, jeez. Yeah. In North Carolina, police are searching for multiple suspects accused of breaking into 33 vehicles. Oh, four to six people. And there was a door camera that recorded one of the break-ins. So, they're after you. They're going to find you. Yep. 33 cars was one car too many to break into. You got I think greedy. so, yep. <laughs> Disturbing and dangerous, the TSA is calling it, because they've already stopped 33 guns from going through the Florida airports Dang. this year. Just Florida. Just Yeah, that's just Florida. 33 guns. They got that headline. Uh, the TSA made the journalist update their article to let everyone know they've already seized more than 6,301 firearms across the nation. Whoa. So, you know, rookie numbers in Florida. No doubt. So Florida is not like the majority of the problem. No. Clearly. No, but they did have that magic number, which earned the headline. Yes. Uh, and finally, Brazilian exports to Arab nations hit a 33-year high when it comes to agricultural products. So their 2022 revenue was $17.7 billion. Whoa. Yep. 33 deaths were reported in Taiwan, blamed on the vid. Oh, shit. And there are 33 new cases in Columbia County, Nevada. (coughs) Oh, shit. Yeah. Tis the season. I've been hearing you clear your voice a little bit. Clear Uh, your throat. I'm trying. You're getting better. I'm back almost to 100%, but it's just this, like, lingering phlegm situation. Yeah, the frog. Yeah, once you get that throat bubble, you gotta, you gotta get rid of that shit. Yeah, your voice sounds retarded. Well, let's go behind the curtain. Ah, oh, I thought you'd never ask. Where it's okay to just be retarded. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, a study came out this week. I don't like talking about <gasps> studies. Studies, study after study. Oh my God! But this one was the influence of cannabis on sexual functioning and satisfaction. Ooh, and the satisfaction. Made me click it uh, because these were all people who use weed. They were only looking at adults who use weed, 811 of them, mm-hmm. 65% female, with 80% of them being college educated, and 23% on the LGBT spectrum. Which, when I sit back and remember that bisexual is on there, that's a lot of people. Yeah. 
uh, 73% in monogamous relationships. I thought that was very interesting. And the age range was 18 to 85. Whoa. So. They got a couple professors involved. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> 63% of the participants use weed daily. And 59% use it intentionally before making love. Oh. So, Smoke weed every day. Yeah, pointing to something. Uh, they found in their outcomes that weed led to better sex, heightened desire, more intense orgasms, and sharpened sensory perception, which all sounds right to me. I need to be fucked a lot, man. <laughs> yeah. But they ta- they asked the participants how many of them reach orgasm. And 90% of the men said, yes, I do, and only 50% of the women did. So (laughs) they threw out this term I had not heard before, the orgasm inequality gap. Okay. Saying, hey. We need orgasm reparations. We need to close the orgasm inequality gap because men, they're always orgasming, and women, maybe not. But Uh, weed can help. Weed can help. Yeah. Uh, Come over. We'll show you how it's done. That's right. You can do it. I know. It's like women, you have the ability to orgasm after orgasm. So yeah. you got to get you one. You can line up multis for crying out loud. Yeah. I know. That's where my mind went. We line one up. We got to like nap for 10 minutes for the next one. Yes. Booberry volunteers as a tribute to help in this oh, okay. <laughs> project. I'll put you on the list. The woman that ran the study, her job is sexologist. I oh. thought, wow. I wasted my college yeah, career. What the fuck are we doing? I beats me. It's in the show. Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> we got to sign uh, up. We're in the wrong business. Yeah, sexologist. Oh my god. Me too, baby. Also, if you're into baking, if you're into baking, it's kind of passion. Yeah. So we all know weed helps. Yeah. And there's another study that proves it. This That's was right. published in the Journal of Cannabis Research. So if anyone out there ever says there's not enough research, there's a whole journal dedicated to it now. Yeah. Every time you point this out, they're like, man, f*** them studies. Yeah. Well, you know. Studies are all biased. Yeah, What can you right. say? The DEA updated its Drugs of Abuse Resource Guide. Oh, boy. This thing is hilarious. Their little slogan on it for 2022 is just think twice just think twice i'm like hmm so nice i thought twice exactly all it can rhyme with twice is nice immediately in my brain uh (laughs) there are also i clicked on the marijuana page specifically and it's it has some edits that need to be made okay like they spelt uh, epidiolex wrong I never know how to say it. It's that CBD medicine because they're going through all the FDA-approved uh, medications like Marinol, oh, sure. Syndros, and then they wrote the okay uh, weed, right? Yes, that's right. The pharmaceutical weed-like drugs are the drugs that use a piece of weed in them. You may only uh, use Frankenweed. They called it Epidolox, and it's Epidiolex. <laughs> but whatever. How I, could they? It's a tough one. I understand. It's like it's a made up name. Right. Yeah. An oral solution of CBD that has no more than 0.1% THC. Yeah. I've uh, got an oral solution. Yeah. It's back here behind the curtain. <laughs> they have this part. What are common street names? And this is what really oh, no. made me chuckle. I love it when they get into the, uh, the slang. Yes. Hello, fellow kids. Uh, you know, if people are talking about 
weed that you might be saying Aunt Mary. <laughs> BC bud. You know, specifically. Oh, yeah. Mid-90s called. Blunts. That could be weed. Blunts might be weed. <laughs> boom. Boom? Yeah, boom. Boom, boom. Shaking the room. Hey, you got a boom, boom? Yeah. Chronic. Dope. Dope is a law enforcement one. <laughs> dope. Usually. Or, oh like, I always God. think of, like, smack and heroin, if you say dope. Uh, uh, gang- why do you think they call it dope? <laughs> gangster. Gangster? If someone says gangster... They could mean ganja or grass. <laughs> Pardon me, fellow. Could you hook me up with a little bit of the gangster? <laughs> yeah, and it's E-R. Gangster. Gangster. You know, not gangsta. I will have one fat sack of the gangster, please. <laughs> Hash, herb, hydro, indo, joint. Yes, this is a common street name for weed, is joint. Oh, my God. Keef, Mary Jane, Mota, Pot, Reefer, Sensamia, Skunk. Smoke, weed, and yerba. Oh, thank God. They got mine on there. That yerba mate, you know, that might actually be weed. Weed. That's what I call it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> or weed. pot. Pot's all right. Yeah. 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 call it pot sometimes. <laughs> What's the effect on the mind, according to the DEA? Pleasure is the first thing listed. Like, I, oh, wow, that sounds ooh, so terrible. Pleasure on the mind. Yeah, the devil's lettuce well, may cause pleasure. We got to ban that fucking shit right away. Yeah. Then it talks about, you know. Memory, thought, concentration, sensory, and time perception, and coordinated movement are all influenced by it. Oh, well. Sit on the couch. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. Toke a little. Relax. God forbid. But yeah, they do this for fentanyl, cocaine, synthetic opioids, ecstasy, heroin, and there's marijuana on justthinktwice.com. <laughs> Can you still smell the Mary Jane? Yeah. The 90s called. They want their propaganda to just die there in the 90s. Yeah, this is your brain on DEA PDFs. Yeah, smash the propaganda with an iron skillet. Not an egg, man. That egg's worth a lot of money yeah, these days. just letting it go to waste. That's right. The FDA released final guidance for cannabis drug development. That's what they're calling it. Ooh. Posted onto the Federal Register. Of course, this is just... Things like what we just mentioned, Marinol and Epidiolex. Uh, and then they, they just walk through the regulatory mechanisms, talk about how investigational new drugs work and clinical studies, how you have to prepare oral drugs differently than combustible products, which I haven't seen Big Pharma pushing any smokable pot-like products, but... We may yet, I suppose. Yeah. It's frustrating, though, because they took the time to publish this, and yet nothing on the CBD front, you know, for, like, dietary stuff. All the CBD stuff that's been around. And they said, hey, we've got a plan to make some time to look into making some guidelines on the CBD front. Sure, (laughs) yeah. We took a vote to start thinking about looking at it. Yeah, and, you know, the Farm Bill passed in 2018. And here we are. Don't know anything. You know what? I am content for them to never actually address it. Just leave it alone. Just stay the fuck away from it. Yeah. We don't need your input. We don't need your regulation. We don't just, just, it's just a fucking plant. Just let it be. You got better shit to do and so do we. I like that. I like that. Oh, I don't like bringing the mainstream news on in this show. (laughs) I sense a butt coming. Yeah, there it is. But, uh, Tucker... 
Oh, no. Said some funny things this week. Oh, no. So I got some clips. Okay. I'm buckled in. Yeah. Strap in tight. They hate nicotine. They love THC. Did you know that? Who are they again? They, the big they. Oh, they? Government officials. He was uh, talking about the menthol ban. Yeah, the lizards. The lizards love THC? Yeah. I didn't know that either. I mean, I know they hate nicotine. That much is clear. Yeah, they want to ban menthol. They hate cigarettes, but but they love THC all of a sudden? Yeah. Tucker. I thought THC was the (laughs) one bit of pot that they couldn't stand and that we had to suck out of all the plants and stay away from. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, he he continues. They're promoting weed to your children, but they're not letting you use tobacco or even non-tobacco nicotine delivery devices, which don't cause cancer. Why do they hate nicotine? Because nicotine frees your mind, and THC makes you compliant and passive. That's why. <laughs> what? Oh, no. Don't you know? The war on THC is raging strong, and now they have new talking points. What? Uh, <sighs> nicotine frees your mind, okay? So, like, that's why they don't... They just don't want you to think for yourselves. Free your mind. Like Marlboro does. Why can't pirates and clowns just get along? Oh, that is fucking funny. Yeah, I liked that. I thought I mean, that was gold. Hey, don't get me wrong. Like people should be able to smoke cigarettes. Uh, I uh, am an off again on again smoke cigarette kind of guy. Yeah, and I like menthols. I can go with them so. and without them. I don't really give a damn. But uh, I don't smoke cigarettes because they free my mind. Let's say no. Uh, and and oh, that's and THC <sighs> making you compliant I've and heard, passive. I've heard that one cropping up more often lately. That THC makes you compliant. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. THC is like the 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 beginning of my end of compliance kind of phase, you know, in life. Yeah, I think THC opens your mind too, frees your mind. In fact, well, you know, different stuff for different, uh, you know. But I got some ISOs from him. I got some ISOs from the man. Different strokes from different folks. I almost had a stroke myself. The talking myself, head. Just I heard. Oh, have some more weed. Oh, I love that. I love that, too. Yeah. I'll get it over to you. Okay. Yes. I, oh. Yeah. Oh, I have some more weed. I think I will. And uh, one more. One more for you. They love THC. Yep. They love THC. I do love THC. We do, yeah. I'm a whole plant kind of person, and THC is a part of the plant. But so. to imply that regulators or pharma or any big they loves THC and is pushing it on your kids is the most asinine shit I've heard in a long time. Yeah. Even from Tucker. Yeah, I would agree. It was pretty silly. And that's why it's here in the bowl. It's because it frees your mind, man. They don't want you to have the menthol cigarettes because they free your mind. They allow you to see the lizard people in their true form. (laughs) The Human Rights Commission published this reparations plan uh, coming out of San Francisco, which is so crazy. It's proposing $5 million to each eligible person, along with a guaranteed income of $97,000 for at least 250 years. Whoa. Yeah. So we're talking billions of dollars. Must be fucking nice. Must be fucking nice. And that's, you know, billions more than the entire city budget Where did for San it come Francisco. From? The reason why it cropped up on my radar is because they've made sure that in there is eligibility for people who've been incarcerated by the failed war on drugs or are the direct descendant of someone who was. I see. 
So, you know, get you some of that San Fran money. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I, I don't know how that's going to work, but... Uh, it seems difficult to fund, let's say. Yeah, money printer go brr in yeah, San Francisco. No doubt. Cannabis growers can't use RICO statute to sue for fraud. Whoa. According to the Ninth Circuit ruling that just came out, also in California, where there was this elderly farmer who decided to purchase some more land and start growing pot when recreational came to be. But she needed some investors, and she teamed with this guy named Todd Kaplan, who's a self-described serial entrepreneur and founder of this group called Vertical Companies, which only describes itself as a seed-to-sale biz. Very vague. Sure. Um, but, of course, what was their scheme here? Trying to just take over her company, basically. Sure. You know, so they enter into partnerships with people who need money and then they basically say, screw the contractual terms and start running things themselves and take over and leave victims behind. Yeah. So she sued in 2019 uh, in the federal court and tried to, um, you know, call on the RICO Act. But weed is federally illegal, honey. So it's not going to work. Woof. Yeah. It got thrown out in 2020, and she went to this Ninth Circuit Court. Same ending. That's a bummer. This is why, you know, just why licenses and all this bullshit to grow weed. Yeah, just let the farmers grow what they want to grow. Yeah, let anyone the, grow what they want to grow. This artificially imposed barrier to entry just creates bad situations like this. Yeah. And now that recreational sales have started in Connecticut... We get bad situations like this. Dr. Suzanne Doyen with the Connecticut Poison Control Center says since 2020, they've seen an uptick in children getting exposed to marijuana. A good chunk of them uh, warrant visits to the emergency department, and a third of them were hospitalized overnight for one or two nights, sometimes in the intensive care unit. With the legalization of adult recreational marijuana use, they're worried that number will rise. It did in other states when the same measures were taken by tenfold. If we expect a tenfold increase in the number of poisoning, that is a major public health threat. And it is totally, absolutely preventable. There are laws in Connecticut to prevent kids from ingesting weed gummies. All product packaging needs to be all white and unappealing to children. It also needs to be in a child-safe, tamper-resistant and light-resistant container. But Attorney General William Tong says they've seen counterfeit goods that don't follow the law. We've seen um, cannabis edibles that are packaged to look like Cheetos. Um, I've seen um, a package that looks like it's for Oreos, but actually they're called Stonios. Hey. Dr. Doyen did an experiment of her own buying edibles from a local dispensary. It should be in a child-resistant container, uh, but that wasn't exactly what I received. So lawmakers say they're trying to do more to stop this. In the meantime, they have a message for parents. For parents that have edibles at home, don't refer to them as candy. Don't Treat them like candy. Don't refer to them as gummies. And most importantly, don't ingest the gummies in front of your kids. 
Yeah, fear porn. And don't tell me what to do. Gosh darn, so annoying. But yeah, the fear porn always comes out, especially when legalization rolls around. Uh, but also, I had to clip the way she said, don't call them gummies, because it sounded like guppies to me. Don't refer to them as gubbies. Don't refer to them as gubbies. <laughs> gubbies. <laughs> gubbies. I don't, won't call them gubbies. Don't eat your gubbies. Yeah. I think I'll call them gummies, because so, it's what they fucking are. Yeah. I don't like that they call it poisoning, either. Right. Yeah, that's another thing. You know, I, two days in the ICU because you ate some gummies? <sighs> I don't know, man. You can really freak out on weed, but it's not like, what is anyone going to do? What are they going to do in the ICU? They're going to play the weight game. Yeah. You just got to wait. Hydrate you. You got to wait until it all metabolizes. Yeah. It's, uh, they should have said, and if you're a parent and you have edibles in the house, you know, stay calm and be rational. <laughs> yeah. But no, no, man, no, 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 no. You got to freak out, call the ambulance, call the cops, call everybody. And say things like this, like, oh, we already had hundreds of kids in. Now it's going to multiply by 10. We're going to have thousands of kids in the hospital. Uh, no, you really shouldn't. Yeah. That's pretty inexcusable. Yeah. I understand. You know, and the other thing, too, is if you've ever been around little kids, they'll eat anything. They'll put beads in their mouth or whatever. Yeah. regular looking pills you got to keep everything away from those little morons yeah exactly so don't target the weed and demonize the weed gummies you know what about alcohol where do you keep your alcohol when you have kids parents don't call it a drink so ugh, it's just frustrating yeah. frustrating frustrating oh whatever but good news here in missouri more than 3,500 Missourians have had their cases expunged. All right. And a Cass County man became the first person in jail to have his conviction expunged. I grabbed a clip about it because he had a very complicated case. On the other side of a phone call, Adam Mace learned his 14 years behind bars will last for just a few days more. In a short hearing, just a few minutes before the phone call, a Cass County judge granted the petition to expunge Adams' marijuana conviction. Adams' case is complicated because 11 of his 14 years in lockup have been for a fatal DUI he caused. But that sentence is over now, and the last three years have been only for an unrelated marijuana charge, uh. making Adam eligible to be released under Missouri's new recreational cannabis laws. Adam's lawyer, Justin Ortiz, says filing the first petition in a recently created expungement process meant navigating a piece of law where there isn't a direct precedent. He says he hopes that means that since a case this complicated can get through the expungement process, other more straightforward cases can too, because there could be other prisoners that are also eligible. I mean, this is a crime that can carry up to seven years of imprisonment, and uh, the Missouri medical marijuana laws didn't go into effect until 2018. So we're not that far out. So Adam still needs to be processed out of the Department of Corrections. That could take a day or two. People who are locked up could see their expungement start coming through over the summer or as late as next December, depending on their charge. That guy needed a little uh, vocal. I <laughs> oh, feel it, man. End. I feel it. It's the time expunge of the it, year. Expunge it. Expunged. That's right. Expunge it. Expunge it. Expunged. Yeah. People are getting expunged. 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 It's happening. Happening. Well, what a crazy case. 14 years for one thing, the DUI, and then three just added on top because you had weed. We give you three years just for the weed. Well, now 
You're free. You don't have to do those three. That's such bullshit. Free from the three. Yeah, it's total BS. What a crazy case. So uh, if he got his expunged and is being released, then plenty of more straightforward cases and people who are sitting behind bars as prisoners of this failed war on weed can also get expunged. And that's exciting to me. In so. New Jersey, some not so exciting news. There's a bank, Park Bank, that says a bunch of money was stolen from a vault that its armored car firm it hires uh, keeps. Not, yeah, $9.5 million missing, and that was pretty much all legal state weed cash. You hate to see it. You do hate to see it, yeah. This bank has to use the armored cars to transport the money right. and store it. And, uh, yeah, I guess they just decided to check the vault, do a little inventory, and there's a lot missing. A little heist action, sounds like. Presumed stolen. Yeah, I would say so. Unless someone miscounted terribly, and I doubt that. <laughs> yeah, it's a little more than a rounding error. Yeah, definitely. Oh, New York City City Council met this week to discuss all the dangers of the traditional market. So I grabbed a clip so that they could say it, and not me. After a year of weed shops sprouting up across the city, selling illegal marijuana and tobacco products, the spotlight is now on. At a city council hearing today, officials testified that in about a two-week span, the city seized $4 million in products with 147,000 items taken into custody. Illicit shops that continue to put New Yorkers at risk while also jeopardizing the success of equity-centered cannabis legalization will face legal consequences. Legal consequences not just for selling cannabis without a license, but for selling the untested and unregulated marijuana. The lack of regulation hasn't been the only downside. Many unlicensed sellers operate on a cash basis and have become targets for violent robberies. And that's not all. Right before the hearing, city council members stood on the steps of City Hall with a health concern. They are selling nicotine and cannabis products to minors. Even the packaging targets the young, which is also illegal and jeopardizes the health of young New Yorkers whose minds and bodies are still developing. Many are calling for the city to intensify the crackdowns. Seeing kids drawn by this, we need to take a stand, and that's what we're doing today, making sure that we are educating our children and making sure that they don't become addicted to this at such a young age. As for the total numbers, the Office of Cannabis Management tells us here in New York City alone, they have cracked down on 75 unlicensed shops, they've impounded 20 mobile trucks, and they have seized the equivalent of $10 million in products. Mm. Think of the children. Right. They could become weed addicts. Well, I mean, you know, educate your children then. Right. Yeah. I also liked uh, that member of law enforcement speaking who's like, how dare you undermine the success of our equity-based legalization? I love that. I thought, oh, that's a good spin. Yeah. You dealing without a license, that's racist. Don't you know? Only helps whitey. The traditional market, man. That's with, that's racist. Yeah, you know. That's so funny, yeah. The, the young developing bodies and minds uh, doesn't really come up when, when puberty blockers are in play, does it? It's oh, just, convenient. Just when, just when the weed is uh, pulled out. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's, that's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's only one 
legal dispensary open in New York City. Uh, the second one's supposed to open this week, which, wow, you know, mm-hmm. two dispensaries for the whole city. But this first one is called Housing Works, uh, and I guess they're, they started as a nonprofit working uh, with AIDS patients, but they are now being sued over the Americans with Disabilities Act Ruh-roh. because their website's not accessible. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I haven't heard of a lawsuit over an inaccessible website yet. It happens sometimes, but definitely. here it is. Yeah, the plaintiff is legally blind, has to use the screen reading software, and uh, it can't because of there's no you know alternate text, yeah. no accessible forms, descriptive links. The text also isn't resizable, and uh, it says that there's too much JavaScript. Too much JavaScript. Yeah. No such thing. I'm paraphrasing here, but no such thing. Know, in limits the modern... use of tables in JavaScript. <laughs> no such thing in the modern web uh, environments as too much JavaScript, don't you know? Mm. Yep. The site relies exclusively on a visual interface, so if you can't see, you're fucked. So, oh, we'll see where that goes. I thought that was an interesting lawsuit. Mm. I bet the second dispensary is going on and fixing their site as we speak. Oh, I'm gonna get sued. Well, maybe if uh, the disabled can fix the JavaScript bloat problem, then uh, I'm all for it. Yeah. Maybe it's the opposite. Limits use of tables in JavaScript. Does that mean that JavaScript is limited? Oh, I don't know. Here, let me pull up. I'm pulling up the... uh, The exact wordage. Yeah. Limits the usage of tables in JavaScript. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe they're... uh... So the blind need JavaScript. (laughs) Maybe that's it. That that would be more on trend. Yeah, excuse me. I'm unintelligent in this realm, so... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Damn you for not having enough JavaScript. We're going to sue you to put more JavaScript in your already JavaScript bloated application. (laughs) Beautiful. (laughs) My bad. What could go wrong? I made it confusing. No, that's even better. Uh... The NYPD is also complaining about this dispensary and calling them unprofessional because they don't have a high level of security. Hey. Yeah, that was a cop quote, even. Um, before they opened, they promised that they would have three security guards at all times. And the NYPD wants criminals out there to know that it doesn't have any armed security guards. Oh, my God. And Thank it doesn't you. even meet all the protocols and mandates uh, that were laid out for dispensaries. So it might not have a camera and other such oh, security wow. things. This is a PSA from NYPD. Well, thanks, NYPD. <laughs> hey, hey, fuck robbing the Gucci store. You can go down to the uh, dispensary. They ain't even got an armed guard. That's right. No cameras, no problem. You can kick down the front door. Be out of there in, in seven, eight minutes. In Minecraft. Please don't do this. Yeah, you know, it's not a suggestion. It's just uh, this is a real problem for us. Yeah. That's all. Keeps NYPD in work. All the theft. Uh, we talked about recall petitions over the city council members in Texas that went against the will of the voters. Yes. And one council member in Denton, Texas, is facing recall. All right. After he voiced his support to block... Decriminalization. Yes. Yes. This is the way, people. 32,000 Dentonites voted, and he stands against them, ignoring their will. So, down with ye. Time to go. Time to go. That's right. The U.S. Virgin Islands governor signed a legalization and expungement bill into law. So, you go, Glen Coco. (laughs) Nice. 
And then I have a clip from up north to finish off the behind the curtain segment. This is in Vancouver, Canada. Jerry Martin is a former drug addict. Now sober, he wants to open up his own brick and martyr shop. Brick and martyr shop. I caught it right away. I don't know if that was intentional, but I really like it. Going around brick and martyrs, man. Yeah, brick and martyr. His own brick and martyr shop to sell hard drugs, including heroin, cocaine, and meth. It takes the extreme to get things done sometimes. He recently lost his brother due to overdose and says there's a need to provide a safe supply. You know, a lot of these people, in fact, all of them, they have to take a risk every day where they go get their drugs. They're either going to get something that isn't clean or safe, or they can put themselves in a dangerous situation. There's a lot of predators out there that'll get girls to do things for their drugs, whether they got the money or not in this situation. And I don't think it's very comfortable for anyone. So they can come in there and not have to worry about that. He's been sober for 15 years and hopes through education, future customers will eventually get Get clean too. While it's currently not legal to sell these drugs, his lawyer says there's a possibility it could be in the near future. So we would argue that the, the law is arbitrary because it's making people less safe, not more safe. Martin says he gets a supply tested and deems it safe and vows he'll be selling it in Vancouver's downtown east side this weekend from his trailer, even if it means he could get arrested. I'm not too worried. I think I'll probably get bail. He says it's worth the oh, risk man. if it means saving someone's life. I like that. It's a drug advertisement, drug dealer's advertisement. Hey, go buy your clean drugs from this guy downtown yeah. in his trailer. He's under the bridge there in the trailer, and uh, he tests his shit. Yeah, he opened shop this past weekend, and I didn't see any news about him getting arrested, so <laughs> That's good crazy. to go. But, uh, but look also, at you, Canada. They said he was sober, but man, he talks really fast. Yeah. I know really she said fast. 15 years. I thought she was going to say 15 hours. <laughs> 15 seconds. <laughs> oh, boy. It was so fast it was hard to understand him. Mm. Yeah. I'm sorry. I cut you off of my clip. No. Brick and martyr shop. A little trigger happy. Yeah, I was. Anyways, that's all I got for behind the curtain. That's okay. I had nothing intelligent to say anyway. It's not a big deal. I, I felt the death glare oh, from across God. the bowl. Uh, you know what sends uh, a life glare? A life glare every week. It's Rev Cyber Trucker. Oh, thank goodness it's the Rev. Yeah, with a with a life glare of a metal moment. Yeah, metal's good for your mental health. We slip it right into uh, kind of jazz us up in the segment. Oh, and I'll refresh. Oh, it looks like there's not one. Oh, I spoke too soon. Oh, Rev, we still love you. That's right. Rev sometimes runs into a deadlines and such. He's, He's a driving, busy man driving all over the America's highways. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. So, well, uh, karma out to the Rev. Yes. We love you, Rev. And uh, he did sneak in the PayPal today. Yes. Which we love. We also had a couple of bowling balls slapped um, while we were talking. And uh, the one I'm referring to, of course, is 333 from Booberry. Oh, hey, boobs. Speak of the devil. Those bowling pins just crashed again. 333 from Booberry out of uh, Podverse. And what does he say? He says, I'm out of, st- I'm out of sats, but still just... Nice. Yeah. Sats are sats. Out of sats, but still throwing balls down the lane. I love it. Love you. Cheers, Yeah, we Blueberry. love Booberry. And uh, right behind him coming through the door, that, that was lavish you heard just now. Oh, lavish. Knocking some pins over. He's coming in from Fountain with 8888 sats. Uh, and he says life glare boost. Major life glare boost. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Booberry says, damn, Sir Spitzer got cut off. I was wondering. I'm out of sats, but still just, and then it's just blank. 
still just what? I'm hanging on oh. the edge of my seat. Quivering with the <laughs> It was supposed to pay it was supposed to say still just as wet with this JPEG, which uh oh of course. I was like at four oh fours, but it appended a weird uh Oh. Mark on it. Oh, I like little, these colors. Well, on stage action from our resident lighting me- meister, he's the king of the lights. Look at those. He would. I would be embarrassed to, uh, for him to see my LED strip setup. <laughs> it's pathetic. I'll fix it right after the show, though. I got all these angle connectors. I'm very excited. We're getting better on the wires. Yes. You know, so the bowl is almost booberry ready. Almost. I think he'd still be <laughs> triggered to pieces. Oh guy. yeah. Seeing all these cords and cables running every which way. Yeah. Um, awesome. Boost well, received. Thank you. Thank you, boobs. Thank you, Lavish. We love you guys. Uh, thanks also, bowlers, who chime in and uh, let us know the first time they ever did a thing. We always try to switch it up and jump around from topic to topic. Every week we come up with a new one. And this week's happens to be first time I ever tried gelato, the Italian uh, ice cream-like treat. Milk and eggs, bitch. <laughs> And, uh, Delicious. We do have a we have, we do have a number of voicemails, a number of calls uh, that I have not heard, including this one. Hi, this is Emmett Monzo with Sacred Leaf. Oh. I wanted to call you guys and thank you. Um, had a guy named Adam that apparently you guys know who uh, came in, put me onto your podcast, said that you guys had referred us. So I thought I would uh, send you uh, a message and say thank you. Oh yeah. Uh, if you're interested in potentially doing any business too, uh, I'd love to chat with you. Uh, give me a call back nine one three. Yeah. Emmett Monslow. I own the Secret Leaf in Westport. Thank you. Have a great day. Oh, Bye. have you a great day, sir? Yeah. Thanks for calling in. Little value for value. Pulled the number off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Adam of the Casey Bitcoins. He was like. What do you what do you know about CBD products? Like, where's a good place to get CBD products? And that's where I always get mine is in Westport at that place. Yeah, it's a nice shop. Sacred Leaf. So, um, that's the beauty too of like the hit in the mouth or the pass the bull thing. Uh, I've told, I've talked about bull after bull like every time I've gone in there. You know, like the shill I am. <laughs> um, but you got to have somebody else do it, and then it really sticks. Uh, I like that. So that's beautiful. It makes cool. sense. Thank you. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, I'll give him a call. I don't know. Uh, we'll give him some stickers. Yeah, if, if he's uh, if he's trying to get us to do a, like a promo code situation, it's probably not going to work out. But I'll tell him all about what value for value is all about. Yeah, hit him in the mouth. It'll be fun. It'll be cool. Turn him on to another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Check out the whole stream dome. I got. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, there's a lot of streams out there. <laughs> You remember the first time you ever tried gelato? I do. You little Italian lady? I do because it was in Italy. Oh, look at you. Yeah. Miss Authentic over here. This purely chance. I don't know. Uh, I went to Italy with my high school when I was a freshman. Nice. That was cool. And we were in Palermo where everyone is short and looks like me. It was the first time I ever felt like home. I was like, like, wow. Short, dark hair, massive boobies. Yeah, big boobs. Short ladies, dark Thanks. hair, pale skin, uh, summer tan. When are we going there again? Uh, when you get a plane that can fly across the ocean to oh, get us there, because I'm not flying commercial. Yeah, that's right. Or boat. We could take a boat. We'll just do a sailboat all the way over to Palermo. Oh, yeah. No big deal. Yeah. But yeah, I was in uh, the city of Palermo on Sicily. Sicilia. And we were with 
a very flamboyant English teacher. And he was just like, gelato, 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 gelato. We got to try it. And I didn't even know what gelato was. I was uncultured. And then I'm like, oh, we're in an ice cream shop. And he was like, this is gelato. <laughs> Have some respect. I was like, oh, okay, it's different. And it is. And it's really uh, delicious and wonderful. And unfortunately, this was, this is another first time for me. This was the first time I ever got shit on by a bird. Oh, God. And I was eating my gelato and a bird. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> a pigeon pooped on <laughs> uh, Not just me. Like, there was some serious bounce off this poop, and it ruined a lot of people's gelato. Oh, God. There was a group of us. We're all standing together in a circle talking, and poop. He was like, fuck it, I'm out of cats. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which was a vibe we got in a lot of places. I bet. Yep. They call it ice cream. I shit on you. Yeah. Yeah. But it was awesome. I would definitely go back to Italy. Oh, man. Yeah, it sounds like a lovely place. It this, is. This uh, next caller is a lovely caller. Oh, man. Uh-oh. It's oh, man. Uh, National Peanut Butter Day. Oh, I'm allergic oh. to this day. On this Talking Tuesday. Talking Tuesday. Where we talk at Sir Spencer and at Dame DeLorean. <laughs> but, yeah, first time gelato. We're back to these same answers of, I don't know, Uh-oh. man, I, I had it, I've, I've, I've had it maybe a couple times, but can't really remember a specific time. Well, that's not special at all. I mean, it's good. I think it's less sweet, right? Like a little less sweet, a little less cold, kind of yogurt-y, yogurt-y-like. Um, Milk and eggs, bitch. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's good. It's just one of those, uh, you know. Like, I guess, unless you're like a connoisseur, you're not like, hey, let's go out for gelato or something. Right, like yeah. But maybe you it's expensive. Pretty cool gelato place near you. You know, I guess there's that, and that's where you go. Yeah. Um, to the source. Yeah. You know, just not that fancy, I guess. I'll just go for ice cream. We went out for ice cream the other day. I got one of those uh, places kind of open for their Sundays and whatnot, so we got a, we got a date day on Saturday, so... Um, we didn't get around to doing that. So on Sunday, actually, we ended up, not that any of this matters, but on Sunday, we ended up going out for, uh, ice cream because we were already full from dinner on Saturday. So yeah, went out to ice cream and, uh, ice cream. got ourselves a Sunday and another little scoop of something, something, or, well, some special ice cream. But yeah. Special like ice cream? Month, but yeah, it was good. All the caramel and the, you know, chocolate or whatever. And the, we got a brownie inside there. So. But that's not gelato. So, you know, that has nothing to do with this episode. Yeah. So beyond that, we're just going to say I love you guys. Remember to stay dangerous. Every day. And, you know, whether or not you've been tired at work and you woke up tired and you're going to go run in again and you're still tired or you're fully awake. And you're just going to sit there and uh, listen to a podcast. Whatever you're doing, remember to say, Ka-caw! Well, all right, I will say, Ka-caw! Where's the Where's the off button on this thing? That's right there. Click! There you go. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Nailed it. Another vocal mail from Christopher Battles. I love yeah, it. Thank you. He had the uh, named DeLorean as the... Uh, we always get in his opening some kind of great uh, transcription error. Yeah, gelato, not ice cream. We have firmly established that on all channels now. Everybody's aware. I love it. It's the, it's the information that uh, we bring to the bowlers. Yes. Valuable information. <laughs> um, that name DeLorean Air, it reminded me, uh, Abel Kirby sent us a, a nice clip that I have not uh, chopped up into little ISOs yet, but uh, 
I'll let, I'll let you hear some of it. Gullwing doors rise effortlessly, beckoning you inside. The sleek, stainless steel DeLorean. Oh, yeah. Beautifully crafted for long life. The DeLorean is one of the most awaited automobiles in automotive history. Drive the DeLorean. Live the dream today. Oh, I love that. Live the dream, drive that DeLorean. I really want to. You know what I'm talking about. I've only seen DeLoreans in the wild a handful of occasions. And never have I ever ridden in one. They look kind of like a pain in the ass to get in and out of, honestly. But uh, very cool looking car. Nothing looks like it. Yeah. Always can tell right away when you see a DeLorean. <laughs> Boobery says in the chat, speaking of which, where's the last Abelcraft? Hey, that's a great question. Yeah, Abel Kirby, where is it? Paging Abel Kirby. Where's the last Abelcraft? It did happen. I was there. So I can vouch for it happening. And then I plugged <laughs> it on this show and I didn't realize it wasn't in the feed. Uh, uh, and then I boosted. I get I boosted. I just boosted podcasting 2.0. So that, <laughs> there'll be a boost on Friday about uh, it was the last Abelcraft. I hope it's published by then. Maybe I'll uh, give him a ring. Maybe I'll give him a ring. Like this, uh, like this next caller gave us a ring. Hello. Hello. Uh, first time caller. Oh, welcome. Um, uh, he- hello, everybody. I love your oh, caller ID here. So, um, uh, in the bowl. In the bowl. Um, the, um, the question, hmm, first time I ever had gelato. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one was a tough one. I, I do admit I had to look it up. See, because in my mind... Gelato is just ice cream, but in Italian. Uh, so I did look it up and I uh, started reading the definition. It was like, oh, well, uh, it's like ice cream, but it's uh, it's got less fat. Boo. <laughs> um, yep. And uh, it's super cool to a uh, very cold temperature to, I don't know, something about the crystals or whatever. Um, I'm like, oh, this is, I, I've probably never had that stuff anyway. But just to make sure, I asked my dad, said, hey, dad, um, have you ever had gelato? And my dad looked at me and he said, I'm paraphrasing, he said, uh, you know that gelato just means ice cream in Italian, right? Like, yeah, yeah, dad, I know, I know. Um, but, you know, the, the Americans, they I don't know, they're doing something with the super cooling of the, the crystals. And he's like, yeah, I bet you that... Um, there wasn't that kind of technology in Italy to make that stuff. So yeah, gelato is just regular ice cream. So fair enough, fair enough. Um, so first time I ever had ice cream, well, fucking, I don't remember that either. I'm sure it was good and I liked it, but I don't remember. Um, <laughs> so why am I even calling in? Because I love, I love you guys. Oh, you guys are the best. Thank you. Um, love you, caller. In the bowl. In the bowl, indeed. Uh, in the bowl. I'll, actually, I'll, I'll leave you with... Uh, I don't know, uh, something from the soundboard. Uh, I try to guess this one. Oh, yeah, beautiful. It sounds like a whole logout sound of uh, yeah. the of, time when I wasn't on Windows. Of yesteryear. Yeah. Yeah, so, okay, everyone's just pulling my leg, huh? Gelato's just ice cream. And my English teacher made me feel real bad when I was like, oh, yeah, ice cream. Well, I mean... I wasn't being fancy enough. Using the Italian verbiage. If you, if you plug in ice cream into the translator, 
uh, and translate English to Italian, gelato does come out the other end. So, <laughs> uh, so if you go to the grocery store, there's you points buy a, on either side here. There's you buy a pint side. of gelato because it says gelato right. on some of the ice cream at the at the grocery stores now. You're just paying extra money for the fancy Italian word. Uh, Dang nabbit. We have the source here, man. My life is a lie. Of uh, Talenti Gelato. Yeah, Talenti. That's the company Talenti I see. Talenti has it broken down. Uh, you're probably very familiar with the classic ingredients in ice cream, which is milk, cream, and sugar. But you know there are regulations on the ratio of these ingredients. In the U.S., ice cream has to contain at least 10% milk fat. Uh, so ice cream uses cream to get more fat in there. Um, but gelato is not ice cream. It doesn't have to meet the 10% milk fat requirement is therefore lower in fat than ice cream. Uh, they're also not made with the same amount of sugar. Okay. Ice cream has a bit less sugar than gelato. Typically gelato contains more sugar to give it a soft scoopable texture. And it is like much easier to scoop usually in my experience. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. It's a little different. That's all. I don't know how how crazy of a technology you have to have to, uh, make gelato other than just getting shit cold it's which a different recipe for ice cream you can uh, slightly different recipe you can do it uh in a in a tin can like a coffee can you can make ice cream and um i don't know why you would not be able to make gelato out of the same way uh, just with some salt and some science science a little science yeah i mean the first time i ever had gelato was at the International Beanery I talked about last week. It's the first, oh, yeah. time I went, first time I ever changed jobs officially. And my first job was at that uh, local coffee shop, the International Beanery. And uh, they had like an, a, she wanted to do a little like Italian vibe going on, like the little Italian cafe sort of thing. And so she got in gelato and she got them in like f- six different flavors and they were all in like the huge, um, reach-in freezer, kind of like Baskin-Robbins or any other ice cream joint, you know? And uh, I think I mentioned last week that I was, like, freshly 14 at this job. I didn't know nothing about anything. And she was, like, usually running around doing, like, all kinds of things all day. And so I would just show up at the shop, and, like, there'd be new things, and things would be different, and things had changed. And, like, you know, I wasn't really given a big, like, rundown on everything. Just kind of like, oh, yeah, we have this, and we have this. So, like... I come in one day, gelato's on the menu for the first time. Nice. I'm like, oh, all right, that's cool. And we have bowls, you know? So I'm like, all right, I can scoop some ice cream into a bowl. I didn't know. So somebody orders a, a gelato, and I scoop them in there, just like I'm, you know, getting myself some at home, pretty much. And apparently, I didn't have the portions down, and I gave them, like, you know, four <laughs> or five servings worth of gelato for their purchase. Uh, started to get schooled on that pretty quickly. Whoops. Yeah. But, uh, that's on them. You know, they don't trade you on what it is or how to scoop it or how much they're supposed to be. So I don't know. If I was ordering a bowl of ice cream at a place, I'd want it to, you know, look like what I gave them. Yeah, be a full bowl. So, yeah. Everybody who got a gelato on that day got bonus scoops. Lots and lots of bonus scoops. Hey. I remember getting gelato with you. Oh, yeah? Yeah, in P-Town. Oh, I, I think. <laughs> yeah. Extra fancy. Extra fancy. The gayest gelato in America. That's right. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, we do have another caller. Hold on, let me let me see if I can Here we go. The, 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 the first half. 
The first time I ever tried gelato, or should I say, the first time I ever tried gelato. Nice. I don't know. I was late in the game on that. Late to the gelato game. I was like 16 or something. I was at a local Italian restaurant called um, Petro's. Everybody in East Texas called it Pietro's, but Pietros. it was Petro's. Pietro's. It was great gelato. They had a lot of good fucking food. They really did. I miss that place. Too bad it closed. Nah. Thanks, government, with your mandated lockdowns and designation of essential business. Ooh. The first time I ever said fuck you to the government. I don't know. I was. <laughs> it's probably around the same age, maybe younger. But this was the first time I ever left a voicemail while using the PO35 speak Ooh. the pocket operator. That's excellent. It's a pretty cool device. Yeah. And right now, I'm, I really should say, Hold on, I'm coming. Maybe you didn't hear that very well. Uh, Hold on, I'm coming. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, I'm coming. Yeah. Yeah, really. I'm gonna, it's, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna come. It's pretty true. It's true. Hold on, I'm coming. Hold on, I'm coming. Hold on, I'm Excellent. Stick. <laughs> Where did it come from? Oh, well, thank you. That was awesome. I love that uh, little lead in there, first time you ever. Yeah. That's fantastic. That was worth the wait. It was worth the struggle. Definitely. If you listen to this wow. uh, in um, in later days, you'll have no idea what I'm talking about. Hee-hee. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I'll, I'll be sneaky and post with it. Uh, thank you, caller. No, that was fantastic. Yeah, thank you. I love Epic. Your, I love your new little device. Oh, and by the way, previous caller, uh, with with the dad who set us straight on on ice cream and gelato, um, uh, that ice cream is gelato, but ice cream is not gelato. Everybody knows that both is true. By the way, because we live in a paradox. Uh, but I love you for spoof- spoofing your phone number <laughs> as four twenty six nine six nine. That's the ideal number. It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic and Great I appreciate one. I see you and I appreciate you. Uh this next caller though, I'll never I'll never tell what his phone number is. I wasn't sure about calling in on this one because I can't quite put the finger in where the gelato happened the first time. Ooh. Uh yeah, you can. My best estimation would probably be St. Augustine, Florida. Circa, I don't know, 2006, 2007. There'd be a, uh, it was a, it was an event called the British Night Watch, and it was sort of like a musicians' call of the South, and um, it'd be a couple day event. We'd show up. There'd be a camp in town. I mean, right there in the. If you've never been to St. Augustine before, it's hands down one of my favorite parts of Florida. Easy. It's a super old town. The city is really squat. There's no skyscrapers anywhere. And the streets are really narrow. It's, it's really cool. And, um, you know, you're, you're marching through there with rope tension snare drums and the fives just playing as hard as you can and the sounds just bouncing uh, back and forth all the way down through the alleys, a.k.a. the streets. Uh, it's really cool. There's a beautiful college there called Flagler College. Um it was a, uh, it used to be an old hotel, 
but they ended up turning it into a school and Whoa. just a some really awesome architecture there. They got one of the uh, the star fort down there, a giant. Um, it almost looks like a, a giant esoteric uh, base uh, built in the 1700s, and um, yeah, it's it's a cool town, some really cool history, and there's a lot of uh, little mom and pop shops that sell such delights and treats like gelato and crepes, uh, all sorts of weird and wacky shit, nice. all all the stuff you want to stuff your face full of. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm so these these walls. I'm done with ish, done ish with them. I don't have to solder anymore, uh, which nice. I find to be very exciting. Uh, they're going to be making their on stage debut Saturday, and still got a shit ton of work to do on them in the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. Ah, soldering. The few times I've soldered in my life, I've not enjoyed it. I never had a, a knack for it because nobody taught me how to do it properly, I think, probably. I think it would be fun if I knew how to do it right. But if you don't know how to do it right, it's a frustrating endeavor. And I don't know how to do it right, I'll tell you that. Oh, well, fantastic. Thank you, all the callers, for calling in and uh, educating us on gelato, which is not ice cream, even though it is Italian for ice cream. And uh, we have a lot of opinions, which I love. I love it. Diversity of thought, only here in the pool. <laughs> Everyone out there is lockstep, you know, but uh, here our thoughts are like diversely wandery. We actually all think the same thing. It's just kind of like, uh, uh. Is it? Wow. There's some, diver- <laughs> There's some diversity of thought. Somebody just woke up out of nowhere. Isn't that the worst when you like, I totally forget that you even exist, and then you remember again, and you're like, oh, no. Uh, it is. Sometimes waking up can be the worst. But, you know, gelato is also a popular weed strain, right? That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. Uh, this next caller is actually a popular weed strain as well. Little known fact. In the bowl, sweet bowlers. In the bowl. Well, the first oh. time I had gelato, I was fooled. I had the gelato, and I thought, oh, my God. This is an ice cream, and that was the first thought that I had when I had gelato. I thought, oh, my God, somebody has tricked me again. You can tell. you eating some weird shit because my family wanted to eat me weird. They wanted me to eat, like, uh, oysters, raw oysters, and all kinds of weird shit. And I was like, you motherfuckers, <laughs> you, you did it again. So With all kinds uh, of weird despite shit. Despite the unhappy memory that I have with gelato, I have to say it was a... Uh, it was a treat later in life. I rediscovered it. And, uh, I mean, I, I, you know, someone makes you a nice gelato, what are you supposed to do? Right. Try it out. I mean, what, you know, you know what I mean? What do you, anyway, in the bowl. <laughs> in the bowl. <laughs> hey, I can't argue with that. Because them's the facts. Absolute facts. Oh, man. In the bowl, look at that. Sliding one in late at the last moment. I love it. A buzzer beater. Buzzer beater. Got it in. Oh. C-Dub said a first time I ever suggestion. Ah, yeah, I see. First time I ever soldered something. Yep. Uh, I never pick C-Dub's suggestions, though, so (laughs) we're not going to go with that. He's banned. He's banned from F-Ties. 
No, I'm just kidding. First time I ever saw it or anything. That'll be next week. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why he's pouting in the chat. <laughs> he says I never pick he, his stuff. He had a great run of F-ties at one point in time. It's like we were all, they were all C-dubs F-ties. <laughs> he says sound of disappointment is clear. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, you kill me, sir. Yeah, first time you ever uh, soldered something. Go bowlers, or can be solderers, you know? Hell, yeah, I bet we got solderers and, and, and sodomers and sodomizers and all kinds of all kinds of sods out there in the bowl. Sacks of them. Sacks of solders. Hey, will you write down bully seed suggestion, too? Absolutely. The first time I ever tried to grow something. First time I ever tried to grow something. All right. I like it. Yeah, I like that a lot. Glad you have a list. Oh, yeah. We can't. An organized list. It's so organized. This is actually the first word that comes to my mind now when I look at the bowl. I think, oh, organized. Mm. F-tie tried to grow something. There you go. Well, that leaves us with just one more item on our agenda, I believe. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. Let's go bowling. A uh, Rhode Island girl wanted some proof of Santa Claus. So she sent her local police department a carrot that had been bitten into and a cookie that had a bite taken out of it and asked for some DNA results. Well, the DNA results are in. Uh-oh. Inconclusive. <laughs> but everyone agrees something magical may be at play. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. The department said it didn't find any complete matches in the combined DNA index system. But it did say there was a partial match to a 1947 case centered around 34th Street in New York City. Hmm. Yeah. The good news, though, is that the carrots, when tested, did show some DNA that closely matched that of a reindeer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Your police department's at work. Fantastic. Good job, boys. And little Rody. Hit the showers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, job's done. <laughs> job's done. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, well, yeah. job's not done in Massachusetts, where the lights have been on at a Wilbraham school for over a year because no one can turn them off. Oh, man. 18 months, to be precise. Seven thousand lights burning bright. That sounds expensive. It does sound expensive. That's what the taxpayers are saying. Yeah, the teachers can't even use their uh, high-end techno wizardry whiteboards, you know, because they can't dim the lights or anything. Oh if my the, god! If they want to show a movie, they have to unscrew light bulbs or have someone shut off a breaker. Are you kidding me? I'm not so kidding you. Just like the light this, switches, just straight up don't work. Correct, because. The school, it's a newer school that was built in 2012, and it runs on this green lighting system, which uses a software from oh some company God. called Fifth Light, which was supposed to save energy and thus save money by automatically adjusting the lights as needed. Well, That's what light switches are for. That's what one would think. Fucking jerk-offs. Ten years later, now the software has failed them because everything is stuck on its default setting, which is... On at full brightness. 24-7. 24-7. Inside and outside. <sighs> so uh, this started 
back in August of 2021, where the lights just wouldn't dim during the day or turn off at night. And the school tried to reach out to the company Fifth Light, only to find that it had changed hands several times. And the closest thing they could get to it is a group called Reflex Lighting. Oh, my God. So they were like, well, hey, can you help us? Well, you know, we don't use that software anymore, but we can uh, replace it yeah. with something else, and it will have a remote override switch. It's only going to cost you $1.2 million. Oh, my God. And thanks to this alleged supply chain problem, we're going to be waiting on parts from China mm-hmm. for time, months and months. Time to go to Home Depot. Just do them right. Just get the fucking maintenance team and wire your goddamn lights to a switch. You dumb sons of bitches. You can even put them on a dimmer. How about that? Don't ever, never, 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 ever do something in software that can be done with hardware. If it can be done with hardware, go hardware every time. Yeah, we like it hard. Yeah, stay hard. (laughs) Software is a shit coin. So hard. It's true. Oh, there is a restaurant in West Virginia called Dairy Winkle, and there was a bad fire that damaged the restaurant, so they had to shut down. Oh, no. Well, someone broke in and stole a bunch of stuff from there, including a beloved Wiener Man statue. No, not the Wiener Man. Now, Wiener Man, he's like three feet tall. He's a hot dog. <laughs> he's licking his lips because he's got a face. He's holding a bottle of mustard in one hand and pouring some ketchup on top of his head. But I wanted to wet my lips a little bit. Yeah, for your pleasure. Yeah. yeah. But uh, luckily, there was an anonymous tip that came in. Oh? And the cops were able to track down Wiener Man and return him safely to the restaurant owner. Oh, thank God. Yeah. They're hoping to open the restaurant later this year, so they had to have Wiener Man ready to go. Yeah, I mean, if you get your wiener man stolen, you got to shut down. You got to fire staff. You got to cut down to bare minimum until you can find him again. Yeah, incredible. Thank God he's okay. Yeah, wiener man's good. (laughs) You know who's not good though? Who's not good? This dog in this next story. Uh oh. These dudes were well. I don't know if they were driving or parked, but I do know there were two men in a truck with a dog in the back seat, and they had their hunting gear with them. Of course, a rifle is involved with that. And this dog stepped on the rifle, causing it to fire and hit the passenger in the back. Oh, my God. So this dog shot a man. And it gets worse because the man died at the scene. Oh. And he was in his 30s. Man's early best friend, 30s. my ass. I know. Kansas dogs cannot be trusted. No doubt. Yeah, that was a bad one. I don't even know what to say to that. That's fucked up. Yeah, R.I.P. What? Just a freak accident. Yeah. That's all you can chalk it up to. Kind of like this deer that was wandering around in Michigan with a Halloween jack-o'-lantern bucket stuck on its head for two weeks. Oh, my God. Until a group of volunteers just threw a net over it and a blanket on top of that and took the son of a bitch off of him. There you go. Yeah. Free the deer. Yeah, get it off of his head. Yeah, because apparently he can't since it's been two weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the jack-o'-lantern is still there. It's hard to manipulate with them hooves. Just one of those plastic buckets, you know? Yeah. It just was on there just right. Maybe he's just uh, trying to make a statement, you know? Ah, <sighs> yeah. He just discovered Buckethead. He was going through a phase. It's a phase. Yeah. Well, it's 
been forced off of him. Yeah, well, it's probably for the best. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now the does may look in his direction. There you go. Florida man is on the loose and wanted for pooping. Oh, my God. Yep. Cops are searching for him because he broke into a Joe's Crab Shack. <laughs> and what did he do at 2.30 in the morning? He didn't just steal alcohol and some other things. No, no. He pooped on the floor. Ah, oh, and that's what they want him for? That's the, what they're most angry about, Well, I would say. That makes sense. The business owners. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the alcohol, is, that liquor's probably covered out of insurance, but the poop, somebody's got to clean the poop. That's just disgusting. There's a public restroom there. Yeah. Even if it is 2.30 in the morning, go use the toilet. And either way, that's DNA at the scene of the crime. Exactly. Florida man doesn't give a fuck, though. It's true, and neither does Florida woman. Uh-oh. Who was rescued from the sewers for a third time in two years. <laughs> we got this couple. Okay, this is a couple, a match made in heaven, I'm uh, telling you. Okay. Drawn together by poop. Oh, no. Poop stories, you know? Mm-hmm. This lady, in March 2021, was swimming in a canal. Which I don't understand why you would do that in Florida. But regardless, she was swimming in a canal. It gets hot down there. And then she saw a door and got curious and opened the door and found that it led to a tunnel, which then led to another tunnel and another, and she became lost in the sewers. Wow. So she was down in the sewers for three weeks. Holy shit. Claiming that she survived off of one unopened ginger ale can. Imagine dropping your ginger ale can down in like a... Storm sewer? drain or something. Like and you're like, sewer? damn it, I lost my ginger ale. But this woman was like, thank goodness that you lost your ginger ale. That's all I got. So anyways, they did get her out of there. And then uh, May 2021, you know, just a few months later, she checked herself into a rehab and then decided to run away from there. So the cops were looking for her, spotted her, and she decided to slip into a storm drain and go back down into the sewers. But her family was able to lure her out with some food and Gatorade that they were dropping in manholes based on where her phone was tracking her. Oh, man. So she only stayed in the sewer for four days that time. Okay. But this time, uh huh, she was swimming in the canal again. Of course. And someone reported it, saying, oh, there's a swimmer in distress because no one should be in the canal with the gators and such. Right. Uh, and the cops show up, and she decided to run from them through the sewers. Yeah, they'll never catch me here. But this time they went in after her. <laughs> and I know them well by now. Right. I'm a sewer woman. They ran in there and they trapped her between two pipes and got her ass out. Oh my god! So yeah, another fun fact about this lady: she's had her license suspended 17 times from 2007 to 2017. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I thought this was sounding like a Nick the Rat wannabe, but once you get the 17 time license suspension, it's definitely a Nick the Rat wannabe. Yeah. Yep. But those are the wrong sewers, man. She's like Nikki the Rat of Florida. Yeah. Trying to move into the sewers. License suspended. I mean, how are you going to survive three weeks in the sewer without just at least a little bit of meth? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. One can of ginger ale. There's something that's missing from that equation. And that missing ingredient is meth. It's got to be meth. It's got to be. Yeah. Uh, archaeologists over the pond in England are asking for the public's help finding a missing ingredient from this uh, cave carving they found. They can't figure out what it is that they're looking at. Oh. And they've dubbed it the Ness Glyph because they found it at Ness Cliff Hill last summer. Oh, that makes nothing but sense. Yeah. Now, it depicts a person, like a stick figure, with two long horns and two small horns 
one arm up, and one arm down, holding possibly a pipe or a weapon. Hmm. My money's on pipe. That's what I like to think also. Maybe I'm biased. And they say that Nesquith is within the territory of Cornovi, which is a name that references the Horned Ones. Ooh. So they're wondering if there's like a horned deity cult that this is uh, has something to do with. I, I just I saw the arm up and arm down and was like as above so below. Mm-hmm. This whole um, thing is very very spooky. And I saw the horned person was like, looks like Satan to me. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm just a basic bitch, but that's what I thought. A little Occam's razor at play. Yeah, yeah. A little creepy, but whatever. Maybe they'll figure it out. Probably not, and we'll never really know for sure. That's right. But Unless they figure it out 33 times or something. Oh, yeah. Find 33 more of those drawings. Yeah. A monster cane toad was removed from the wild in Queensland, Australia, and they've named it Toadzilla. Big bad Toadzilla, huh? Yeah, it's almost six pounds. <laughs> now, they say that the cane toads can grow up to five and a half pounds on very rare occasions, yeah, this one's almost damn near six pounds. Whoa. And it will eat anything that can fit in its mouth. I guess so that's it, a lot of things at six pounds, huh? Yeah. Mammals and all sorts of things. Chili dogs. Exactly. Fun fact, the cane toad got its name because it was introduced in 1935 to this uh, ecosystem to control the cane beetle. Ah. But then they became a problem in the 90s. Yeah. Yep. Got out of control. Invasive species. And the females can produce 30,000 eggs in a season. Oh, God. So. Yep. Yep. That's what happens. A little out of control. Yeah, that's always the unintended consequences of bringing in some kind of a new apex predator to an ecosystem. Yeah. Oh, we've got all these uh, beetles. We'll get rid of them with this fucking crazy apex predator. And oh, shit, the environment's out of balance. I wonder why. Shouldn't have fucked with it. Strange how that happens. Yeah, well. And stranger yet, there was a woman who was in a nursing home, and the nurses or staff, whoever was looking after her, thought that she was going into cardiac arrest. So they called 911, the fire department shows up, and they determined that she wasn't in cardiac arrest and began treating her per some standard protocols for whatever they suspected was going on. All we know is that she ended up being pronounced dead and moved to a funeral home in Ankeny, Iowa, huh. where she was then pronounced alive. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Woke up in the funeral home. And her current condition's unknown, uh, but they're trying to figure out how that might have happened. Yeah, that's wild. Sending a very much alive woman over, pronounced deceased. My uncle always lived in Ankeny. Oh, well. I never knew it had restorative powers. And now you do. Yeah. Blessed by Ankeny's superpowers. Something to keep in mind, for sure. Maybe there's superpowers in the sewers there. It must be. Must be something (laughs) like that. Oh, man. Well, thanks for lending your superpowers, bowlers. It's been one hell of a ride, one hell of a bowl. We have arrived at the natural conclusion. Uh, Keep your eyes peeled for new announcements as we're in planning stages for all kinds of stuff so we'll just toot it out and follow us uh my handle is sir spencer at noagendasocial.com and mine is 
Lorian, L-A-U-R-I-E-N, at noagendasocial.com. For all the latest and greatest, because uh, as of post time right now, we don't know what the hell's going on. So we will keep you up to date there. And of course, we'll recap it all next week if anything happens of interest. Uh, and every week thereafter, each Tuesday, you can find us going live right after 9 p.m. Central on the Bowl After Bowl stream and on the No Agenda stream. And, of course, a fresh bowl packed and ready for you to rip uh, by the time you wake up on Wednesday. Every time. So, uh, until next time, I'm going to remain Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. And I'll be Dame DeLorean. And you're a bowler. So may your bowls burn ever brighter. Bowl after bowl till he's sick. Bowl after bowl. Walk on. Smoke on. We have blunts here. I've never done a blunt. I'd do one. So when are we smoking some weed? I'm being baked. I'm being baked like a cake. I don't know. I haven't done a lot of different drugs. Hail the pale male. That guy's fucking right. It's true. I'm going to come. Okay. Here we go. Excuse me. It should end. Bowl after bowl.com.